Are there guidelines that it has to be county staff that does the hybrid meeting? Um, an interesting one of like some challenges abound, but we're all trying to fundamentally solve that problem too. So, and it, and it feels nice. Are you offering? Yes, I'm willing to explore offering. It's not an official offer, but I'm willing to explore because this is what feels good. It's sitting with down the bottom of my computer screen, hoping I don't miss the video off button. Yeah. Oh no, it's an added. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is this being recorded? Yes. Recorded, Brown acted. We have a quorum. This is a meeting governed by all the fun stuff by which we are, by which we're familiar, in which we're familiar. I'm a little bit jumbled and sleep deprived, but feeling good. The red rockers are weighed on. Uh, we're recording. Yeah. Oh, so I've been as like the, the hotel commercial. I was waiting for you to give me the signal. Um, okay, so Rocky, thank y'all for being here. Uh, it was a joy. On the conversations, got tasked yesterday, day before, talking to everybody and just figuring it out. And uh, so, thank you all for the time and uh, call the order. We have a meeting here. We have to run a live meeting. Don't we? Let's call the order. Number one, number two, roll call. Brandon Badiati is not present. Gary B. Miller is not present. Chuck Campos here. Michael Frederick. Who's not present? Larry Goslin. Here. William Poppies. Here. Kate Kimbrough. Who's not present? Uh, Jennifer Coney. Here. Clayton Copeman. Who's not present? Chuck Moore. Who's not present? Uh, Jack Norton. Who's not present? Daryl Sweet. Yes. Here. Karen Sweet. Here. Uh, Amos White present and Chair Wendy present. And we do have a quorum present. And uh, I'll also note that we have Sheila Berry, um, from the uh UC Cooperative Extension, who's an ex officio member. Can we call the ex officio on the roll call like that, or it has to be separate? And <laughs> uh, we could do it, whichever. could do a roll call. Um, right, so uh, open forum and anybody from the public may address. My understanding is that we can identify as the public in this situation. If you have something to say as board members, is that true or not true? Uh, we can do it that way, yeah. Not that expecting it, but yes, ma'am. I know that the person that is sitting on the other side of the post from me. Oh, uh, <laughs> hi, Allie. 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 Allie.
Sorry, what? Did you work with Bruce Jensen and our solar community? Oh, I was working with Bruce. You mean the, yeah, the maps? Yeah, that makes the maps. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not a cartographer, but okay. I like making maps. Yeah. Uh, Ellie is a member of my staff. I asked her to. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Officially. Are there any, any other introductions that we should be doing? Uh, purpose, powers, and duties. And fundamentally, you guys, y'all have heard me say uh, structure for strategy and a strategy to support or enable the vision of where you want to go and alignment, uh, values alignment, goals alignment. We're never going to be perfectly aligned, but the better we are, the less fundamental waste there are. And my philosophy in life that is that the largest, uh, the largest piece of waste is untapped human potential by not having people set up to have their superpowers go, to have fun, to have a little enjoyment, and to move, because stagnation stinks, literally, figuratively, any which way we want to say. And so uh, the goal today, get to know each other that much more, to talk about the strategy, the support structure, talk about the charters, talk about how we're going to move forward. Um, and I'll try and keep it fun as we can, stand up, walk around. There's no assigned seats. There's bathrooms. Uh, you, you all know how much you get paid to be here. So uh, do what you need to do. The phones, we are brown acted here in the likes. So sort of treated in that level of respect and the degree that we can is appreciated. And uh, I think I'll be going on some intersperses into the into the sort of general themes of the feedback from the conversations that we had going through. and. Maybe try and have some fun with it, a la this person's favorite book is Who Do You Think It Is in the Room? Or this person's hobby is Who Do You Think It Is in the Room as we're going through, just to sort of leverage that for good. I, for those who were there, for those who were on screen, there were a few that were only on phone. You saw that I had my screen up so you can see the notes I was taking, but at the same time, I'm not in a place where I want to share the other person's notes because I haven't cleansed what that looks like and I typed to myself or like so. But at the end of the day, the same process, the same questions. And it was so cool to see. Every single one of y'all that I got on the screen with smile when we got to the last two questions. Uh, okay, there, like it broke a little bit of the we're humans and a human touch in it and get to know each other and the like. So may that continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liz, keep me on track on any of the agenda, the blah blah as it goes. I'll pull some audibles as as we go, because I didn't get Liz an agenda other than exactly those four, as opposed to any other detail, but just as we go into it, the purpose of hours and duties, the ground rules of today, ways of working, how we can be better as an interactive team that goes and flows, structures for strategy. And I'm not as far along with my slide deck as I would want to be with the structures for strategy based on all the conversations that we've had, but I think we're uh, moving in that direction and close. Okay, so again, these are the questions that we had out there and lots of great answers, uh, you know, lots of themes of, and, uh, on um, some people, I'm going to just say this one because we know Brandon isn't showing up. Clayton is like, I'm not sure how much longer I want to show up, how much I give, but I'm not going to leave it without getting someone there. But getting someone there, we like the toughness of it. I uh, called every cowboy I know and every rancher I know just to be like, hey, put that word out. But it's not like we haven't been doing that for years as well. So, uh, you know, how Clayton fits in is is on that pleading. And so, but there came a glaring like, where is the rangeland management? strategy so to speak of that piece of it there's another theme that came through is where are we showing up as it relates to climate action planning climate action like there's alameda county declares a climate action crisis carl wenty as a human believes there is a huge climate crisis and that should be part of our parlance and our thought as it comes in yes the general plan update will drive some of it with rosa with environmental justice with uh 
capital uh, climate action. I'm not going to have this perfect in the head. And then uh, there's environmental social or environmental justice in there. There's a food security maybe that plays in, but a lot of good things that will be forced through the channels, so to speak, based on that. And then last meeting, I said, maybe we should have a general plan update committee just ideating and the likes. And most of y'all came back like, no, I think we've got a structure that can snag those as it comes. So with the goal of just being nimble, responsive fundamentally and having the structure support strategy, putting the superpowers in where you're like, I, that, this is where I want to be spending time because Lord knows time is precious and we're uh, we're doing it on our own uh, free will. Check, check. Are we good with aligning to the fall at Brown Act effect, assuming forum? Uh, there's no there's no choices in that. We're aligned. Raise hand, signal me as we go through. I'm not too worried about our ability to, to uh, be respectful. Ask me to uh, ask me to slow down, ask clarifying questions as I go. The coffee's gonna kick in and I'm gonna get in a flow and I might be going um, as we go. But lots of good information. I don't want it to be me talking, but I do have a lot I want to share to just sort of like get out there and, and put it on the table of the coalescence of the conversations that we've had. This is tend to be strategic, let's avoid the weeds. And if we don't know what that is, then when someone else says something, we're coming up on it. And as we flow through, I'm not too worried about it, but there's so many fun little intellectual rat holes that we can go down. I uh, like, I won't even say anything because then I would just be going away. We'll take a break, phone calls, stand up, walk around, have fun, smile. Any others that we want to put up there? Are we all willing to just nod our heads and be like, yeah, we can play in that sandbox? <laughs> yeah. Outcomes, there's no perfect, uh, there's no perfection, only pursuit thereof. Get to know each other better. I will call that a strategic 30 minutes out front while I was having a fun computer. Just again, share a little bit of my journey, which had a fundamental question of how does this all work and like what, you know, how does it all work? And it's an interesting, uh, it's interesting to dive back into the civics on the level of how is the sausage made and we are a constitutional democratic republic of stacked constitutions and i think lincoln and grant proved that the u.s constitution is going to trump the state's constitution push comes to shove and then you have state constitution and then you have a general plan of the county and you can't ratify as a state unless all the land mass has a county associated with it that county has certain obligations that come from the state constitution and then they have their own uh then general plans specific plans municipalities come in and the likes and just like stacked constitutions and it, i i clicked in when one of my mentors like just think of a general plan as a constitution it's going to make more sense okay yeah they're land use first you know they're not perfectly aligned with it but in terms of just the structure of how the sausage is made if you will and then line on the purpose some of it going to the source of the ecap the measure d the initiatives the administrative code not want to dive into the weeds but also like in terms of how it all works and then how we can uh, align on where what we want to do how we want to spend our time moving forward fundamentally we can't change our purpose we're not empowered to do so we can change our ways of working we can change how we allocate our time against those purpose powers and duties we can go to our board of soups and say change the purpose powers and duties if it doesn't align but at the end of the day promote agriculture promote the economic enhancement of agriculture promote like make agriculture better there's a lot of different words in there and the second is take care of the environment, treat it well, take care of the resources and likes. And there's a lot of different ways that it's said, but fundamentally that's what our purpose is. That's what the purpose of AAC and the ordinance code is. And that's what the purpose of the purpose in measure D is. It comes to an ECAP. And then ECAP itself has another purpose as well. So it's getting like these stacked purposes. 
But if it's done well, they should align. And where they shouldn't, then it's incumbent upon, it, it should be incumbent upon the government, the citizens to talk about how we are gonna make that better as we go. So it's not without contradictions as you go from California to Alameda County on down, but at the same time, uh, we have the worst form of government except for every other form of government that's ever been. And so within, uh, within, within the construct, here we are. I'd like us to align on purpose, have a little conversations on purpose, align on where clarifications, definitions, and people say contradictions, and I don't see it as contradictions per se, but just clarifications on it. And there's a lot of just what, what can you do, say it in articulable words so I can tell a friend, because I want to tell a friend because our goal is to enhance agriculture. So I want, to come in, I want someone to come here and buy our agricultural product. And then I've done my job with this responsibility. Obviously, the simplicity in that statement, but fundamentally, what can we do to enhance agriculture? And the stats show unequivocally that it's holding on by the grape index prices. And those grapes are coming up on 30 years old post South Valley plan, and they're getting old. They come out. There's no incentive to put them back in the ground. Some people might say that's cool, that's more rangeland, that's cool, that's more open space, that's cool. But at the end of the day, if we want to have agricultural economy, which it says very clearly how to, you know, enhance, how to enhance the economics of, how to have economically sustainable agriculture, how do you say it? There is an economic and a dollar tie across what we're talking about. So it gives us the opportunity to use the data as well. And that data is on those grapevines that are old, right? I'm, I'm biased towards grapes. But yeah, my ex-chair coached very hard in my life. So like, you put that on the side, you've got to stand up here and there's an ECAP area and that's what it is. We all are, you know, have an inherent bias towards the likes. We might have an inherent bias towards rangeland and ranching. Like it's, it's who we are and it's okay. We're showing up in the way that we know that we could be good stewards of these positions. Yes, yes. How am I doing, Dr. Gunn? I'm very well. And then align on subcommittees, charter, chair, vice chair, and then how we're communicating that out. Um, I have a bias towards only one chair, one person, you can only chair one committee, and I have a bias towards how many committees you can sit on. Now, there's no set guardrails about that, but I'm damn sure like us to establish some structure across it. My bias is you can only chair one and you're going to be on two. That doesn't mean you can't be informed by, that doesn't mean you can't be invited to, there's a certain amount of you're in it and you're there and you're a core or you're informed those of the racy, the responsible, the informed, the accountable, or I, say, All right, I should have that listed off, but I don't. But, you know, just how we communicate it out and how we make sure that we're moving it forward. And as we go down the road of inviting the new city council member of the city of Livermore to a meeting, as we go down the road of uh, at East Bay, Jan, East Bay Regional, there's no one in there, right? I want us to put our best foot forward as well when we get into this intergovernmental outreach. But at the end of the day, this to be a collaborative agency that leads, that leans in, we're going to see those words come through the purpose, powers, and duties. And so at the end of the day, that outreach in a good, healthy way to look at how we can collaborate to move the ball downfield. How do you define move the ball downfield? We're obligated to define the ball of the movement downfield by by promoting, by enhancing the economics of agriculture and the state of agriculture and by protecting our natural resources and doing it in a way that respects environmental quality, respects the mother earth. Just, I'll leave it at that. Does anybody not agree with that philosophy? Personal journey, thank you all for showing up. Personal journey, I didn't want this role, but I want to do a good job. 
And uh, I really enjoyed getting to know y'all better. I believe in leading with humility and disagreeing with respect, but I don't always get those two right. But I want to. I believe in this constitutional democratic republic of by four. Thanks for showing up. It only happens when we show up. I believe process drives outcome. I believe language matter. Clarifying questions are good. Ambiguity can be bad. And as stated, stagnation stinks. I believe structure should support strategy and strategy should enable vision. Said another way, our membership should support our powers and duties and the actions associated with powers and duties. And the powers and duties should enable the purpose of what we're looking to do. Right, setting it up, rolling on the same side of the road, feeling we're engaged in knowing what we're doing, not feeling frustrated at, well, we did this and it's here and it's you know, that that stagnation doesn't feel good. And hello. Hi. And there was, um, there was a, a fair bit of feedback from folks, of, uh, and I have the I have the pleasure of being able to say this because I had just had fourteen meetings and have a collective and not exactly who it is. But there's also not living in a world of secrets. There wasn't anybody who said don't tell me worse than that, you know. But at the end of the day, Clayton Copeman, my frustration on you know never feeling like we're moving the ball downfield, right? It's fatiguing and the likes. I think I'm just burnt out. And need to tap out and take a break. And that thing is we're bringing new members in and and moving. It, it looks bad on if you guys are like, uh, this is lame, right? Because it's put, we put ourselves out there and bringing people in, and now it's incumbent upon us to, you know, have the right ways of working to uh, be in an organization that is seen as collaborative and is making the world a better place. Check, check. I think Liz is one of the best poker players because of the things that's touched. <laughs> um, I believe in the four E's for getting things done. And yes, four E's will be defined very shortly. I believe cultural collaboration can unlock untapped human potential and put our superpowers to work for good. That was a late night mouthful on a glass of red wine. But fundamentally, the, the ethos of it is uh, in my core. I believe too many I statements stab the culture. And it can lead to hypertension. There's great studies out there that say that. And I think that's funny on that slide. Because we is better and want to wash that away to the degree that we can. And uh, I, I uh, busted Larry's jobs yesterday. I'm like, why are you saying I? And she said, we here. Looks amazing. I, you're right here. The four E's envision the future. Uh, well, how are you going to go anywhere where you want to go if we're not saying where you want to go, if we're not thinking about where you want to go? And if we're not visualizing where you want to go, envision. That's way. Easier said than done in a room of diverse folks that are sitting in on their own dime and have day jobs and are busy. But envision future enlist the stakeholders. This is part of what we're doing, and those reaching out to everyone there, and then setting ourselves up to receive the other people that want to lean in. To how can we put a, put ourselves to work for good? Empower, sort of setting guardrails and knowing what's yes and what's no, but also knowing what we can upon which we can deliver. So we're, we're holding to our word and we're uh, showing up the right way. And then execution is a charity genius. At the end of the day, those execution is the behaviors and the behaviors are what really drive all of this in terms of the human interaction and that moving the ball downfield. Purpose, powers and duties and membership of the AAC. This is in the administrative code. I think you would say chapter two. And then, no, I don't even know how you would say those uh, decimals appropriately. Does anybody want to help? Yeah, section. Section yeah. two, chapter. It's oh, section two, 
Well, that was too easy. Thank you. Got it. Um, and this is the administrative code. I still don't know the difference between the administrative code, the ordinance, or the zoning ordinance, the building code, and the there's other there's other there's other administrative codes, and then there's there here in the lines. But I just think of them all as like administrative as as legislative codes. But there is a level of detail to that that matters, and we're not going into that weed right now. The purpose of this committee is acting the technical advisory panel of experts to the board of supervisors and other public agencies, including cities, districts, including cities and districts, on matters involving the economic enhancement of agriculture and environmental conservation on applicable agricultural lands in Alameda County. And so in this deck, which got hijacked by the animation pain on uh, on Outlook, it's gonna come out a little funky, funny. And then you're like, why do you have some in bold and some in red and likes and what are the call outs? And ultimately the red is the ongoing, when I'm reading it, I don't think all of us in the room have the same align of what that means. Now, there's way more stuff in here that could be in red. Damn Skippy. And I want to fully acknowledge the bias right here because I got started in SLVAP and ag buildings and processing and wine and the likes. It's really, it's just those, there's a bias towards the first side of our and and our purpose here. But I want you all to think that's who I am. Right as we go through, because that conservation, that resource management, that species corridorization, how we manage water from a species standpoint has me sort of freaked out for my son and me. Right, it's like how this goes: of food goes where water flows. What are we going to do? How are we going to capture it? Blah blah. Digress, but just shows the importance of we should like LD. Great conversation with her, Valerie Pryor, I believe the executive director of Zone Seven. Right, I, she should be in here talking to us and having an integrative thing as well. Not that LP is not awesome and the likes, but that's just part of the dance of that, which is important as we go. So the and what's in bold is uh, is me talking to myself. So we'll just go with that. Um, and then implement the requirement of Measure D adopted by the electorate of Alameda County in 2000, calling for the periodic convening of an advisory panel to make recommendations to enhance the economic vitality. A new way of saying the economics of agriculture and ranching brings it in and as it should be and minimize environmental impacts. So the enhancement of, and then even just on the base level, what is agriculture? Where does it shut off? I do not feel like I'm in agriculture with that golf course over there, but I know I'm farming. I'm growing the like those are the little dances, like the horse arena, the the CUP streamlining came forward and said, okay, we need we need to have some of these clarifications in there, and we didn't know is every horse stable agriculture. If you if you have to if you're calving, you're breeding, does it become like at what point is it? We don't I don't know the answers, nor do I want to go into that level, but just pointing out the essence of that problem. That's what the CUP streamlining permit that went through, adopted by the Board of Supervisors, partnership with uh, AC, uh, ACRC, partnership with NRCS, USDA, NRCS, partnership with the Equine Committee, Equine Subcommittee of Alameda County's Ag Advisory Committee, and partner with the Planning Department of Alameda County. There's a lot of people come together, great work and the likes and laying some of the stuff out, but that question was asked 20 years ago, and I'm not sure if we have an answer by which everyone's going to agree. And at the end of the day, if we need, if our job is to enhance agriculture and preserve the open space, 
it seems like a, a reasonable answer to know. And so I just really want that, those articulable answers that we all can just nod our head. And I know that maybe seem, seems audacious, but at the same time, it seems pretty simple to me. And that's one of the challenges where my frustration will come through without having the good enough answers on why not. Like, tell me what we're missing here and why not? And like, first among equals, let's call the, let's call the soups. That's where it is. I get it now, but then how that sausage is made in between, it's incredibly interesting. And I would never set up a business in the org structure of Alco with a county administrator and then all those departments. It just seems like so much, but at the same time, Liz, like that's how they set up. That's just generally how it is. It's pretty normal. Like, got it. But like, I still believe that structure support strategy in that environment. I believe it's so much at my core. And I, every time I talk to my supervisor or any of the others, like I say that out loud, it doesn't make that org structure doesn't make sense to me. I'd like an answer. I'm not really demanding an answer or petition my government for grievances requiring that answer, but I leave it out there floating because it does make sense. And the results show that there's room for improvement, like said with humility and respect of how it goes, of the permit streamlining, of getting things done, of getting it incorporated, having the, having the process work. All we can do here is make some recommendations, right? We're all pretty clear on that. Does it even say like to implement the requirements of Measure D? Like first you read it and you say, oh, we're here to implement the requirements of Measure D. That's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy on the shoulders. But the reality is that implement requires a Measure D that calling for the periodic meeting, right? So we're here to implement a get mess together and then to make those recommendations. And you get good enough to make recommendations. You get in a policy building business and actually go somewhere and move stuff, which is O4 CUP streamlining moving in that direction. And then sort of there was a stagnation stop. Not totally sure why at the end of the day, but looking backwards doesn't matter too much unless you can learn from what it is as we're moving forward. So we could have everybody that wants to sit in this room with us feel like we're moving the ball downfield. Check, check. Everybody's done sick of me talking. Am I doing okay? A lot of poker faces out there. Okay, so that is right out of the code that governs us and uh, and the which is in terms of the purposes and they go up the documents and the likes, which is more proposed to us. This is our chapter in the administrative code and it seems like this is where home is and aligning to this is the way to go. Our membership, Shelby, Shelby, and advocates for economically and ecologically viable agriculture. Another way, right? I guess the viable, viability and the likes, but it's those same two. Go up the hill, the purpose of this initiative, so now we're going to measure D2000, which was an initiative, uh, signature generated? Somebody knows that answer. Yeah. Yes. Signature generated initiative, so the, the electorate goes and collects the signatures, gets it on a ballot, and uh, it looks a little, let them go, okay. It looks a little something, you know, something like that, and it has it, and it starts out on the top with purposes, and then next it goes into findings, and then next it goes into. I've been I've been saying this for like a couple of years. And I don't know which one or policy did It goes into how the sausage is made in terms of what you want to implement and have it go forward. But fundamentally, aligning strategy starts early in the documentation of what are the purposes and what's uh, what's looking to get done. And then you go uphill one more time, and ECAP itself. Which is there's pre pre measure D two thousand there's post measure D two thousand adopted in and then we have another one that's flowing our way through but at the end of the day ECAP has purpose and purpose 
under the purpose and scope heading of ECAP, East County Area Plan, an area plan of Alameda County, the goals and policies in the East County Area Plan are intended to inform my, uh, my bold, intended to inform decision makers. To me, that's a very clear statement that clear information about what's going on is in our bailiwick as well in our hierarchy of purposes. It's intended to inform. This document is intended to inform and we are stewards to make recommendation that it goes. So, and that's all the power that we can. And the last meeting said, well, I'd like to make a resolution that we ask somebody to make sure everyone's bias. And uh, Frederick's like, well, what's that really gonna do? Nothing, but what else are we supposed to do is to say, this is what we believe. And now the essence of the dance is making sure that we have stuff to believe in and we're putting pen to paper to be able to have it go uphill. And it's well within what Liz nods ahead and said, yes, it's well within what Albert thought. Let's okay, it's going that. Board of Suits and Likes, we want to be collaborative. We want to come back and like, oh, every RCD in the, in the country hates that. Don't you think we should have talked to them first? Like those are the things, if you will, of just us being recognized as a collaborative agency and a collaborative group. I think that shows up in our purpose, powers, and duties. So here we are. Purpose, powers, and duties. Let's go around. Jennifer, I'll read it. The committee shall provide leadership and direction in formulating policies relevant to agriculture and environmental conservation and advise the planning commission and the board of supervisors on applicable planning, zoning, and development proposals in the agricultural areas of Alameda County. Okay, I have a question there. Yes. Does, um, well, blah, 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 blah. I can't read them too far away. That's also on the, the handout, one of the handouts. Um, okay, so um, does the committee have a formal pathway to provide advice, or is it advice upon request, or is it advice upon our own initiative, or is there a formal process where? Uh, the committee has input into the cities. Who wants to take it? I love the question. Amos. Um, yeah. Um, the committee, either as a committee or the chair, has the uh, power <coughs> to make requests or submit um, advice. Um, we do so through our staff person who um, submits it directly to the board or to the board. Yeah, to the board. Of supervisor or a supervisor um, with our recommendations. Okay, so there's no uh, there's no category of issues where the board of supervisors or the planning commission is required to seek the guidance of the committee. That's correct. Is that correct? Right. There's yeah. no specific list of Neutral. types of actions where the, the board is required to. Got it. So would it be so they're they they're allowed to never interact with us where you don't have to in the life, but some level there's a how should we be showing up sort of a question like but it's a little bit of goat rodeo, if you will. And I'm trying to harness what that is and what that looks like because I don't totally know the answer, but I know that 
when it gets a little loosey-goosey, it gives me high. So I think that's part of the process discipline. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was going to say, it, there's, I'm presuming the thrust of the question is, is there a trigger which, for any issue, policy, or action that may um, uh, fall within the, the, the purview of the agricultural advisory committee that the board is um, thus um, required to either direct it or remand it to this advisory committee. And um, according to our, I, uh, according according to what I've read, um, there's nothing that mandates that okay. as, as we can generate information and information um, to us, but it's there's nothing that mandates. So, it, so input from this committee um, to planning commission or the board of supervisors is uh, based on our initiative. It seems to be, uh, it seems to be at this point, but Liz. I, I would say to your question of how it happens, all of all of the things have happened in the past. The uh, Ag Advisory Committee has brought um, issues to the attention of the board uh, by uh, writing a letter to the board saying, this has come to our attention, and I think the, the board should pay attention to this as well. Uh, the board has asked the, the committee for input. Um, what committee? The, this committee. Oh, the board of suits has the asked. Board this of supervisors has said we should seek input from. In what situation? Uh, well, Williamson Act is one thing that one of the big ones that comes to mind. I maybe. What about cannabis? Yeah. Cannabis requests. Yeah. Um, so there, there are many ways in which this committee interacts with the board uh, and, and information flows both ways that the board can seek uh, advice from the committee and the committee can um, uh, bring things to the, the board that, that they think can be handled. And, and there's also specific interactions and then there's projects um like solar like, policy development Williamson Williams mind is you know a yeah. project that, that the committee took on and was specifically designated by the board to serve as yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, on the other hand there has been I can think of at least one example where the committee was not could have could have been included and was not yeah. and and the example that comes to mind was this uh was a development in the sort of dublin area remember and obeyed came to speak to us and was after the fact and i don't know where that had originated from that uh, was a was that the roadway yes a, the road extension between yeah Livermore and yeah dublin. yeah and one other agency uh, just or about you know is the East County Zoning Board of Adjustments um, EZA EZA plan oh, not listed on a planning commission as but yes you know is that is that an agency that the committees had a relationship with inevitably have to Liz will get a better answer but I was I'm in I'm the novice of saying what's a what's a SDR versus CUP as I'm learning through when do you need to get which one and how's it go what does conditional actually mean in this thing and it is permitted by right but you stop the conditional get it there like there's a lot of stuff that I can't articulate it I'm trying as we go through and that's part of the end game to get there I know I veered off of answering this question is 
how we're interacting, and how we're showing up. My answer is I don't feel like the board has asked us for much. They did do the mutton button bypass. I like I will write a letter. Anything that should come through us, like use us. We're here. Welcome it. Um, we don't have a culture where we get a, I get a response. Baby goes to Liz and it's not there. But I don't expect it either. They have better things to do. But on some level, we're a legislative committee in this dance that has purpose, powers, and duties, and want to act like it and want to have some expectations coming the other way. Of I don't want to throw stones in the dark, but like if if this is adding value for you all. But as I talk to you, I think I talked to everybody. My intention is to get in front of, as in the role as chair, empowered by y'all, one supporter from Board of Supervisors, at the least. Yes. Uh, in, in terms of the board with zoning adjustments, this group has traditionally not gotten involved in projects. So projects are not referred to this committee before they go to the board of zoning adjustments. Um, and so this committee has uh, functioned more at a, a higher policy level. Uh, one example of where there's been some overlap is with uh, the committee's work on solar policy. Um, when there were there was a solar project moving through the, the approval process, and there was uh, a little a little bit of over there, uh, overlap there. But um, this committee has not. Uh, uh reviewing projects uh and and weighed in on whether a permit should be issued or not um in, in the years that it's been in existence and should it be is there value there or is it already solved that there's no questions that come up because well, i have so many questions and how it flows through right of where does agriculture end and and something else begin as it goes but those issues don't flow, right? Because we did get, we are going to get in the weeds potentially with mediation of a manure on one fence versus the other. So, you know, sort of, but I, what's our role? I still don't know the answer to it. I hope we've asked and answered your question there to flow. So, so what, I can, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that input of the Board of Supervisors Planning Commission is on the committee's initiative and that we can get involved at the development of policy. Not on a project by project basis. That's a high level so strategy of it. Yeah. Right. We don't make recommendations, or you all don't make recommendations on whether a conditional use permit should be approved. Okay. Yes. Amos. I'll let you Jennifer. Yeah, I just wanted to emphasize that what is the access point and at what level can we just bring things to the Board of Supervisors? So you were saying, you were committing to quarterly meetings with all of the board of supervisors and then once a month with your board of your board of supervisors. Or are you just saying that there are opportunities besides just responding to something with a letter or waiting for them to ask for something? Yeah. Well, you, you also need to be careful about if you're meeting with each supervisor separately talking about the same wheel and spoke project the project and the issue like. that, yeah, that's okay. it. And so I've, I've tried to live in the realm of I ain't, I'm not, I'll use ain't as I flow a little bit. I ain't authorized to speak on behalf of the AAC without talking to others, right? Sometimes when I say emergency executive team, hey, well, I want to write this letter. Does it feel okay? Liz, does this feel right? Like maybe if you're going there, but at the end of the day, I want us to be aligned on what I'm speaking for, what I'm saying, right? I haven't wrote, I haven't written the script of what it is. 
And at first, I'm just going to start with three minutes of public comment, but I'm like, I serve on behalf of this, and here's what we're doing, and here's this, and the likes, and we would like to, because at the end of the day, collaborative organization, structure, core strategy, strategy, core vision, let's be idealistic, let's move the ball downfield. Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, um, what your question begs is something we uh, started to do, I want to say, in May, May of last year, which is... Um, how can we proactively um, become more both um, informative in our advisory capacity um, and, if you will, um, intersectional with um, some emerging, if you will, policy issues, solar, to get aggregate pay, um, and other questions directly as it, as, as it um, impacts the carrier urban interface. So, um, how can we be proactive? Um, and I think in just our last meeting um, with the chair's recommendation to enough committees and then for us to, which we'll be doing today, I believe, um, revisiting which committees, um, as since we have chosen which committees are most pertinent, um, we'll be able to, if you will, um, both proactively um, address policies and or invite in um, participation from not just any other group mentioned or the supervisors themselves, but any other group um, that may impact land use, um, agriculture, or any of the above. We even have a solar committee of some sort. We have a solar committee, right? So as you can see, we're putting, or the chair is putting us on a path. Hopefully today we'll get more into it after this, but to um, be more proactive and to be more of a um, uh, a leverage or a committee that can be leveraged and that can leverage um, any issue as it may impact um, agriculture and or related in Alameda County. Good. Well said. And I want us to get there, but I want us to have the right structure to do it well, right? And so it's the infancy, of, if you will, is coming on. And the, the last chair said, it's AAC, don't be known as a South Valley person. And he said, take one issue on at a time. And I said, no, sir, I'm going to try and get the best committee structure as humanly possible. And now we're going to take on as many things as committee structures that we have and as pragmatic and can be appropriately staffed and done well. It looked to me like I was a, a crazy young kid, which he got some truth in that. But at the end of the day, it's then bringing in good people, right? It put me in coach, right? You guys are barely getting a quorum for a lot of years. My Uncle Phil has so much frustration about all of it because he was in those working landscape, uh, innovate Tri Valley, try visit or uh, visit something something uh, uh, vision twenty ten, whatever you want to call them. Like all of that work was done per what these first powers and duties say, and then they they hit a shelf and. We ain't got a better agricultural economy than we did 20 years ago. So the purpose is, are they unfunded, unmandated purposes? Because it hasn't been. And anybody that's going to come back and say, no, we got it. We got an ag economy. It's, it's been relatively stable. You guys, like I, in my capacity as a citizen, I wrote a letter to LAFCO that said, come on, y'all. Because let's look at the economics of what this actually means and what that cliff is of falling off, and we're going to lose more than half of our vineyards, and we're propping that thing up. We, I say that with humility, but like the great market on a on a out on a uh, in on a come on my on a district average pricing is what's driving that piece. 
Yeah, something to add. Uh, the, the Ag Advisory Committee, at the request of a member of the ECBZA, actually did a consideration. It was an agenda item as to whether or not we would, uh, or whether or not the AAC would participate in uh, providing advice to the Board of Zoning Adjustments. You and it was agendized? Yeah, it was agendized. And at that time, the decision was made not to do it. Okay. And so, so uh, you know, sitting next to you is a wealth of experience on the various types of uh, connections that can be made between this committee and uh, the Board of Supervisors and other bodies within the county. So our, our ability to connect is not just limited to the Board of Supervisors. Purpose, powers, and duties expand upon that quite a bit. So so again, take take advantage of that uh, uh, historical knowledge sitting next to you and uh, start looking at some of the specific examples so you gain a, a better sense of how you connect. Uh, Larry, just for historical purpose, you kind of raise a, a thought in my mind. When we were first organized, we were given a few of your BZA projects before EBZA was even born. Right. Uh, we kind of helped force e the East County BZA. Otherwise, all of our East County projects were being determined by a, a West County main board, as I recall. But which for a while, we even received some of those big blueprints of of development or transportation right. projects, and we decided that wasn't our expertise. Yeah, there, there were there was a transition from a pre-existing ag advisory committee to the yeah. post-measure D ag advisory committee, and then regarding those specific projects and determination, right around the same time, the county had a zoning administrator that was a staff person and making decisions on projects. Uh, it was decided that uh, the uh, agricultural community and uh, you know the urban community would be better served by zoning and uh, boards boards and zones adjustments to make those decisions. So, is that accurate, uh, Liz? To how it flows? Yeah. Not questioning, but I just wanted to understand. No, it's fine. Devil in the details on it. All right, keep it moving. So there's a lot of similarities, and this is the right discussion. Makes me smile. Oh, <coughs> Chuck Campos, can you read them too, please, sir? Make recommendations to enhance the economic viability of agriculture and to minimize undesirable environmental impacts. And I would add, if I may, please, is that this should be the low bar. And anything we should do, we should look at ways to improve the environmental impact in agriculture. Um, one example, arguably, is agriculture, right? We're adding power out in the agricultural field and having them arguably. Uh, will improve the soil and improve the land and improve agriculture. Right. So, thank you. Response, rebuttal. The changing those active purpose, powers, and duties is a, is a legislative act of Congress, and we should act and live that way and put it on the burner of changing those. But changing those got to go through. They're probably go to TMP and then go to planning and then roll up to pork soups. I think more students should be able to just roll it up. We send it through. Let's have a three-person vote. We can get those changes in. But I'm still trying to get the work that you've done with the you all. I shouldn't uh, single out of our policies and guidelines associated with our membership policy, right? I mean, there's folks been for a while, so but I love exactly what you're saying, and that captures the essence of what I was worried about this morning. It's like I don't want us to minimize that piece of it because there is an integrative, collaborative role in that. Well said. Were you saying something? Feedback, part of the Anybody else? No. You can do better. 
Uh, provide active participation and leadership in the development of an open space preservation plan and promote agricultural community involvement. Is this Rosa? Is it Rosa? I don't know. Is it where, what does NRCS do? What does USDA, RCD do? What do I don't want these answers now? Those are the unknowns. Uh, I don't know when you say they do open space preservation. I mean, this is being very specific. Is this the Rosa piece? Uh, I, I think it could be, yeah, or at least part of it, yeah. I think that's the closest probably thing. Could be, I suppose, other things. And who, how often, or who else is doing, uh, who else is doing that stuff? The RCD folk, what, where is the overlap? Is there? Or it's totally separate. I'm missing the boat. The other thing that would be close was was what you call EAX or was, yeah yeah it, um, which is complete. So what can you uh, teach me that acronym? East County Conservation Strategy. What's the A? Area. Area. East area. area. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Question and it's perfectly like brand new on this. But what I'm questioning is getting back to Racy, like who's responsible for that? Because I can see active participation, but leadership can mean so many things. Are we like responsible for developing it, or are we just we're responsible for participating in somebody else making this? I don't know. So far, we've been participating. Pence to some degree. Well, I guess not so much on behalf of AAC. Well, not so much with EX, but yeah, that was with Rose, though we've been trying to be. Right. More. Yeah. EX yeah. was um, yeah. for us newbies, can you dial back the acronym Titus? Because I have no idea what the word is. Yeah, so Rosa is the um Resource conservation, open space, and agriculture elements of the general plan. Resource, not issues. Yes. Um, Resource, open space, agriculture element of the general plan. The open space and ag. But at this time, we do not have a general plan uh, for agriculture. Is that correct? Correct. So we're invisible as an industry in the general plan. Uh -huh. And I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Now, now then, in, in addition to that, there there are times when every, every document that a county has that provides guidance to planning is referred to as part of the general plan. So the general plan can have a relatively amorphous def definition as well. So that that's one acronym. The other one is EACS, East Alameda County Conservation Strategy, was a multi agency and. Uh, uh, County and city and uh, uh, plan in, in place of a habitat conservation plan to allow development um, permitting, and uh, so it's not a not an HCP as they call it, but, but it was a document that researched the habitat conservation. The other thing that has gone on for twenty three years is periodic. I'm going to call them outside organizations who take on this role. Uh, right. On their own with a grant, usually. Hang on, what is this? So, is this piece? Open yeah, planning. Yeah, leadership and planning. Um, and they don't 
They don't come to us as a body to include, but some, some individuals are invited from time to time. The RCD is usually invited into something like this. Um, they're Bay Area wide or they're East, East, East Bay wide. So different organizations take initiatives or, or study. District specific. I think you could say like zone seven, you know, and acquiring, you know, the Patterson Ranch in a sense. They did some sort of planning and now and you have East Bay Parks would be another one. Yeah. Yeah, so folks kind of overlap with this role. No, absolutely. But I think the question, and it's a good one, is given that this is in our constitutional foundational documents and it says it up here for us, it, it we should have the invite. We got to be set up to receive the invite. But to me, that conservation and open space is the grouping of the outreach. So, sorry. Sir. I mean, they can start studies and plan and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and. We can put in the game too, right? Of what, but what should we be here in terms of that collaboration? So, but I hear you loud and clear. And yet another study is the regional conservation investment strategy, which spans two counties and also is sitting on a shelf waiting to be implemented. So that's and the fish and game, that's fish and wildlife. Fish and wildlife. Yeah. Right. Want to take this, this one, D, Larry? Read D. Yeah. Um, by the way, if, if you picked up one of the handouts, uh, the, the sections that we're looking at are in the lower half of the front page. Okay. So we're on number D. You're having trouble seeing the, the screen. Undertaken direct special studies funded through Alameda County related relating to preservation and economic enhancement of agricultural land, protection of soils, plants and wildlife habitat, water resources, property taxation, and determination of compatible uses, among other topics. So for the institutional knowledge, has the AAC funded studies directly, or have they been partnership with it? We don't have any questions. Not yet, but it says and we can go ask. The worst is they say no, but when we ask, we want to catch it and go. But if we you know, collaborate. Do you realize how these studies are? Yes, sir. How many agencies are involved in it? Yes, sir. It's I'm, one thing to serve on to be advisors, another thing to believe it. Damn skippy. I want to know what we want to do. I, <laughs> it says it here, and I want to I want to know you want to compete with the private consulting firms and all that stuff that goes on with it. No, that's that's what they do. Right or wrong. So you're saying they compete to figure out who's going to pay the bills, bring the consultant in and get it. But at the end of the day, we need like we're obligated to do a resource conservation plan by this. Should what can we do to lean in? I don't want to manage consultant, I don't want her to at the end of the day know want to be part of the collaborative nature, but I want to test the boundaries of what it means to go ask for funding in the name of approving our mission. As it says everywhere we may, never have what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are advisor. So in the way to perhaps uh, Split the hair um, is to take a proactive stance on making a statement of what we believe should be or should happen, and then um, requesting the board um, take action on that, and, and even recommending a prescription as to what that could be, whether it's collaboration between um, CDA or development community development um, group or with whomever it may be. Um, with the capacity and, and the expertise and with that we each hold on this um, and that people have brought to us there's both um, ordinances and or um, what is the campaign called with women about measures that um, have come through here 
Um, but we can again take um, take the offense, if you will, in 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 um, pulling together collaborative actions, whether it's funded or unfunded, or whether it's um, consulted led or other. Again, we can initiate that, and I think that's that's what's what the chair is trying to um, point to that we have capacity to do. Yeah. Oh, we have capacity to ask, not they don't, right, and then we go from there. But yes, ma'am. This also seems like something that coder should be related to Rosa in terms of having mm -hmm. studies that inform um, right. the the policies and programs that we go into the document. Right, and that's why I wanted a general plan committee because to catch that rose when it comes, we're responsible somehow, some way, but it all overlaps. Yes. As Larry has often pointed out, we have done some plans in the past that haven't maybe been under the direction of the Alameda County Advisory Committee because they even predated us. Um, but you know, the Ag Enhancement Plan would be an example. Um, I don't know what year that would was done, but um i guess if we were thinking of that that would be i would say and as as larry has said in the past a starting point because we have been that some of that work has been done it's never been implemented that enhanced plan yeah no absolutely and then i don't know and we should forward it all the way around someone sent the santa clara i believe it was santa clara county building some of the uh B. Miller Center, were you on that? You yeah, yes, about? yes. And and exactly tell me was. what that is. Yeah, what, what that is is a agricultural conservation plan for, and I don't know the title, uh, but for Santa Clara. So oh, big, right. The Ag Resilience Initiative. Right. And it yeah. was, it, I, I did I did a minute and a half of cyber stalking this, right? So don't, I didn't go in too hard, <laughs> but it looked like it had the balls and the foundation of something right. about which we could model, right? Good us borrow greater steel. It's like, oh, that looks good. What do we have? What role to play? So, yeah, and building on uh, Karen's comments regarding the role of other agencies wanting to help us out with planning in Allegheny County, uh, there are two SALK efforts, one by our RCD and Let's talk about uh, sustainable ag land conservation. Yeah. Uh, and, and so our LAFCO RCD has formed a organization for one stock study. And then the Santa Clara group has produced a study, which is referred to, is also doing a soft study that includes Allegheny County. And uh, their intent is to build on the work they did in Santa Clara County to uh, gain a Bay Area. Uh, uh, strategy that's that's actually implemented. And, uh, you know whether or not they go there is tough to say, but certainly Alameda County has its own uh, vagaries regarding planning, and we want to stay involved with that. So that you know, there's also one in right now. Right, right. I don't believe there's one in Alameda County, and, and given our role, that seems like a gap that's possibly on the addressable list in our future. With the RCD, our RCD left goes to it now. So then it's checked off and we have it. Uh, it's, we, underway. It, it's underway. It, it, they actually uh, requested or, or that, that it be put on, uh, that a presentation be put on actually your next agenda yes. to hear about it. Check. I'm going to keep moving because there's a lot of the similarities. Periodically participate in the review of Williamson. When was the last time you remember anything, Mr. Sweet? Not that long ago. 20 years ago. Seems like yesterday. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Reports of the Board of Soups as appropriate 
on the effect of proposed local, state, or federal legislation affecting agricultural resources. Throw another one at us. That almost split the, the resource management and that agricultural resources. Yes, sir. Um, backing up to Williamson um, and the question being, has this committee called or sought to hold account, sought to hold the county to account uh, for updating Williamson Act? I asked Liz, am I doing my job as the chair? What do I need to be doing? Because we're not fulfilling the purpose, powers, and duties. So I go through it every meeting, say we're not fulfilling these purpose, powers, and duties. And I'm, the, I'm so, but no, no one's kind of came calling. It's like it's out there. It's sort of like Rose is out there. But is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, I honestly, I haven't heard anyone talk about uh, a need to change our Williamson Act program. Uh, the last time we did it, it was very extensive. It was in, in response to a, a state audit of the program. Um, and and some, of, some of the people in this room were very involved in, in that process. Um, if, again, there's a, a big issue of staff resources to do that right now, maybe if it was a, you know, some kind of targeted change we could look at that um but if if there's a desire if there's if there's something in the existing program that uh the committee thinks needs changing that would be something we add to the list of things to do right and it's if it ain't broke don't fix it put blinders on because there's a lot of like getting it set up there but it is a un unexecuted mandate so to speak i don't know what periodically that is and i can do a lot of periods. So. And, and, and I will add that I admit that we have not done as much enforcement as we could do. But uh, again, it's just a matter of being spread thin. And right. to, my, to, to my point, it's, it's not necessarily that we call for an update, but the question is review. And so in reviewing, whether it's Williams Act or Rosa, any of these policies or acts, as they're called, um, that impact agriculture, and then looking at um, within two lenses. One, I'll say one, proactive. Um, two, as it's considering first the future of agriculture in the with the economic um, trajectories um, in reports that we've been receiving. Know where is the, the hobby horse farm industry going? Where is um, um, you know um, other industries going? Um, and then how are we being responsive to that in reviewing something that may be on the books? Like with Measure D, we 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 reviewed it, we revisited it, and and there was something put forward on it. Um, but I would say that would be um, I think it would behoove us to as you're getting us to look at these, Chair, to actually um, look at the Williams Act and or others, um, and then move that into a committee, um, and then perhaps form a work group taking, if you will, being cognizant of uh, uh, or hearing deeply what you're saying, taking into account that we that doesn't have a lot of time, but perhaps we can convene, um, as we have been doing through our committees, uh, a, a work group 
that unto itself can review it in our partnership with um, UCNR and other universities and whatnot. I'm sure we would be able to pull together things that can review these and then give us recommendations back as we've done with other policies. But I think that it behooves us to um, just blow through these, but then try to direct direct any of these that we do have as responsibilities into a committee. That check, then check yes, that's what I want to get. And so I'm going to push the stop button. Yes, sir. To really explain to people that Williams Act is, is under, operates under the oversight of the Department of Conservation, not really Alameda County. And so any changes have to be is subject to state law. And we also, in recent years, have lost the suspension fund. The state legislature no longer reimburses county, counties for the loss of revenue by having Williams Act partner. So a lot of counties are canceling contracts. Alameda County has been very favorable that they've kept. I think the loss is around nine or ten thousand dollars a year. So it's not a big thing for this yeah. county, but it's one of those things where it, it's if it's. I mean, you kind of make fun of the fact that if not broke them, worry too much about it because this is one of these things where you start stirring stuff up, and there's a lot of parcels. For example, like what Liz is talking about is. That if they're not really an agriculture, productive agriculture, they shouldn't even be in the winter's time. Yeah, but tree shakes. Last time, we put a shopping center on Williams Night, but that's yeah. But if, if you just, for example, somebody in the country has a Williams Night parcel and they just run their kids for exports on it, that parcel's not eligible to be in the Williams Night. But if we just sort of let that, the center and everybody's been kind of Friendly to the Williamson Act and, and protected of it, and it's one of those things where by allowing you know, it, saying, all that well, culture. saying, well, we don't because we, we've been through this where people say, well, I don't like that part of the Williamson Act, but that's not necessarily up to us to change because the state of California dictates loud and clear, and that's why I want to say, uh. Yeah, but back burner and the prioritization because our our name of the game has to be prioritization. What do we want to choose? And for all the reasons you just said, my spidey senses haven't said get towards choosing Williamson Act because the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And frankly, we're not doing all the other stuff very well. But your point is very well taken. It's up here. I actually think our strategic two-year on this one should be to get it off of this list because it's not a class or more clearly define what our role is. Just chip on our role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, reports the board of suits as appropriate. Affecting, affecting agricultural resources, advise and work with city district governments, groups, individuals concerning conflicts between agriculture, urban use, environmental quality. Advise and work with city, state, local, federal um, as it relates to open space program funding. Advise Alameda County agriculture, determine our own work schedule. Like those verbs are very much outreach, collaboration, and the likes, and be part of the mix, right? And I think each one of them has the question to be asked by Hoppies to follow up with Amos of what are you going to do? How are we setting up to, against it? But it comes upon us to say, not just us as the whole group, right? What do the board of suits say? What does Mason and host team say? Where should we be spending our time? Is that a fair statement? Want to go into any of the other lower ones in there, or is that paint the same story? Because to me, there's going to be some of the same answers. Now, okay, what's on the space funding versus what's uh, getting after environmental quality versus what's getting after this? At the end of the day, that was the second of our and of our purposes, and 
but they're a lot of alignment, a lot of overlap. And then frankly, a lot of getting lost in the language of whose duty is it, where does it start and stop, which are the right discussions to be had so we know what we're saying yes to. Yes to the few, wait to the many. That's what that's the nature of what we're in because we can't bite it all off. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I would add, and we talked around it, is to be accountable and to hold others accountable as we go through these processes, as we prioritize things and determine something to priority. Dan Skippy of how we show up and amen. And uh with with humility, love, and respect, right? The 2004 to 2020, you look at how much got done. That accountability, like the how deflated Clayton and Phil and the equine CUP, and like that was adopted in 04. Where where's it? Where is it in the process? Don't know. Those seem like good answers to have. But yes, we got to set up to move it down field, or else we're not going to be a collaborative agency because it was a one issue pony. We're barely getting a barely getting a quorum together, and the likes were going forward. So as we change it, we got to catch it and deliver. That's about prioritization, alignment of direction. Check, check to move us through. These are great discussions. I could do this all day, but we do have a, so this structure is for strategy, okay? Like we were saying, lay out the committee structure that's assigned against what those are and then prioritize, are we gonna spend any time on it or not? And I'll say it, I said it to Liz, I said it to Dave Hubbard yesterday, I said it to Miley a few before, like I have no problem going and asking for money and being told no. It's in our charter, it's in our legislature. And if we do, we wanna be able to spend it well. I, we want to man, I want to manage less. I don't want to manage the consultants. I don't want to be the head of wrangling all the cat and likes. But at the same time, we have some superpowers that are good at it. And we are afforded the opportunity by the constitutions as the AAC to convene people and say, hey, let's get together. Let's talk about what we're going to do here. Let's talk about what solar policy can be. Hey, let's talk about how trails are. Hey, let's like, you know, so that power of convening to move it down. And then as we figure out what it is worth going to ask for those actions, so we go. Structures for strategy, then a charter to enable that so we know what we're doing. And that's just about enterprise alignment fundamentally, committee alignment or instead of enterprise. But at the end of the day, the essence is the same. Why? Start with why. How many people like Simon Sinek? Anybody? Say it again. Simon Sinek? It's start with the why. TED Talk, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk 15 minutes. But anyway, start with the why hearts and minds like why are we doing it why are we choosing that priority so starting with the why and then the what well we want to update or we want to do a snack review it could be a what how well we're going to form a committee of knowledgeable people that are going to come in and do it we're going to figure out the collaborative agencies what it is who the institutional knowledge people are going to come in and then some people that want to learn are going to come in set the right committee and then when smart 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 goal specific measurable achievable realistic and time bound right if you don't have that time bound on it we were going to continue to flounder we can't own our own timeline because we don't hold any power here and if the board of soup is going to push it or push it and push it then that's their prerogative all the way through it's just i want to drive an efficiency because i want those are updated our membership i want to get brandon off of this and be recruiting that position officially i want i want and that's just part of that flow through. But we're showing up the right way. We're approaching the board of soups the right way, which involves asking also, right? How, what works for you all? What works for you all? And I look forward to getting into those engagements and moving ourselves forward. Larry, it looks like you want to talk. You good, Larry? I'm good. Okay, and then staff to support as well. I'm not sharing out of church here of, you know, a commitment from Dave of I want to help. We will help. 
Uh, TAP is a temporary uh, outside agency to get people in to help. And provisional means you're not going through the civil servant process right away, but it enables an expedited way of helping. That said, on both of those, Liz will correct me if I'm wrong, Liz staff planning agency is responsible for posting the resumes or posting the job and getting that. And the Alco HR hiring system is not leaning in on that. They're already trapped tap for time. Those that hire, like it's a pain in the butt sometimes to go and post it here. Where do we go? Do we go to the shops? Some people are good at it. They're at LinkedIn, Super Forum, and we've got it. But recruiting is a team sport, but you're recruiting towards what role? Liz and I got a little conversation on it. She has two open staff positions. And what would you do? Well, it depends. We want this. Well, Dave, Dave Halbert saying, I think we should maybe do this. We have Martinelli saying we should do this. Someone else is saying this, but fundamentally, what do we want? What structure support the strategy? So they could say, okay, what's your first hire in the plan? Or let's say Albert's because it goes to Rodrigo and Liz and the other one that does maybe enforcement, if I have that right. But what is the best hire in that situation given the challenges we all face? That's the essence to me. Liz, is that framed okay? Okay, back to purposes and just getting in those documents. Measure D, that ballot initiative, page one, purposes. Purposes initiative, preserve and enhance agricultural lands and to protect natural qualities, wildlife habitats, watersheds, and beautiful open space in Alameda County from excessive, badly located and harmful development. And then that second one, the limitations on, that's just the point where I was going through as part of the discussion yesterday and then what goes through. Now here's ECAP without that in there. And so it's just my mind wrapping around the translation of the documents coming through. Because that was a point where, and it's again, doing late night research, but if this one shows up in that, in the Measure D initiative, does that necessarily get translated verbatim into, into the, the general, or into the area plan? Or how does that process work? Well, there's a, like a, the, the, the preliminary findings at the beginning of Measure D saying this is why we're doing this and stating the purpose. Yeah. Um, and that part, there is a, a preface to the revised DCAP that, that talked about that. Uh, I, I don't think it's verbatim. Um, but then you get to a point in, in Measure D where it says, and I'm talking about the 2000 Measure D, um, you know, basically here, here are the changes to the to, to, uh, East County Area Plan. Um, Which will then also go in to say that there is a change in the purpose? So I don't well, think it does. So, it so goes into the other changes. So that's where you have the, the bulk of the body of, of the initiative is... Um, the actual text changes, so you know, cross outs and uh, uh, added text is underlined. So, so that is the the meat of the initiative that loud, uh, that loud was, clear, right? that was if, translated into the um, the existing recap at the time. Uh, there's been acknowledged mistakes, and this is me just looking at because I've made that statement like the visor, but the, the findings aren't there either. Does that make sense? Or what the findings don't apply to ECAP, I think it said, or it's omitted. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around, right? It doesn't, so I don't understand. The, the, the preliminary findings part of, of Measure D was not put directly into 
ECAT. Doth tell me why not? Because what ECAT first, or what Measure D did was it changed, it made certain text changes. It basically did track changes to the uh, ECAP document. So those are the changes that ended up in the ECAP uh, document. The same is true for um, the 2022 Measure D, where there's uh, a whole you know list of findings um whereas you know the county finds this and that um that will not be put in the text of um ECAP when we make the amendments just the red line below will go through it, but it says whereas whereas those that making the sausage twenty two uh, two thousand measure D was a voter driven uh, signature collection, and twenty twenty two measure D was initiated by the board of supervisors. So it changes how the sausage is made a little bit, but the whereas 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 those purposes that are coming through, you know that might just have to come up here. Okay, the whereas whereas whereas. So then you have off of the ballot, and then the here's measure d that does have the preface in there but again these findings omitted i haven't wrapped my head around it. i'll take the question online if you will why would they not go forward in the ecap well they're what you're showing on the screen right now is in ecap as a preface so it, it's saying this is why these things were done no, the section has been omitted, and I don't know why, because it says it's not directly relevant to East County, but I feel like it is. And I don't understand why it can, would be. Can I ask yeah. a suggestion? And maybe it's possible, maybe it's not. We've got all kinds of appendices in there. Why not add the findings as an appendix point to it? We can do that. I I can tell you I was not working for the county when this was done, so I can't tell you exactly what the thought process was. Um I, I think there was some attempt to include kind of the and it in section one right there it says the purpose of this initiative um is to enhance agriculture etc um so i don't know exactly how it was decided what was included and what was not i think there was some attempt to reflect the, the purpose uh, of the initiative uh, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I, we can, when we do it this time, we can, I, I sit well, the, the more recent one is much shorter. I think it'd be much easier to just make the whole text of the, uh, initiative. But the findings still won't be an ECAP because nothing's growth to change there. I'm in the weeds and we gotta pull myself out soon, but these are the intellectual curiosities of how it goes and flows through to me. So I'm I'm very curious at why not. Does it, do you know Karen on any of that, or is this all just Greek? Larry, do you know? Yeah, I, the the findings continue to exist as the document exists, and so their role is to aid in interpretation when the discussions evolve as to what this means. Now, as to why they weren't included, I don't know. And uh, but if if they are, if finding or the alter, alternative format of findings, which is the whereas. If they are incorporated in a subsequent document, uh, both the 2000 uh, Measure D and the 2022 Measure D findings should be 
integrated. So you're saying just it says omitted in ECAP, it's just omitted in this document, but it still exists yes, in this still initiative exists. and then reference back. So this holds weight in ECAP. I'm deep in the weeds right now, but bear with me. Well, the, the findings are they're a statement of why something was done. So they're not they're not um they're not regulatory, they're not setting policy. Or, you know, they're, they, they're not policies themselves. They're not programs that would appear in the general plan. They're saying, here's why these changes were made, because we think this happened and it should happen. And, and um, we think this should be preserved. It, it, the findings are why something was, why, why the changes were needed. It's, it, it's, they're not the changes themselves. Yeah, but the purpose is also the why. Well, yes. well, as I said, I was not yeah. here in 2000. I don't know how they decided what to include and what not to. Understood. So, so, so sit, sitting as a decision maker, I said as a decision maker for 14 years, uh, going back to these findings when you review uh, ordinance or code uh, provides a foundation for decision making. And uh, Are those findings part of ECAP. Well, it, they were part of the measure, and so because are they I, part of ECAP right now? No, they're not. Is that a true statement, Liz? Okay. So, no, so to be continued, but these are questions of like it seems reasonable, and I got the weeds, but just having that answer, and I don't know thus, and it's just interesting. They've been omitted because they're not directly relevant to East County Plan. I don't buy it totally. Move it. Whereas another yeah. just one last thing I might mention there is and I, I I'm just throwing this out there. I, I don't necessarily think this played any role in, in whether it was included or not. The findings were made by the drafters of Measure D, not by the county. So you yeah, and I mean you before you told me go, go talk. Well, Liz gave me an answer. I went and kept pushing, said go talk to the author measure D, which I dutifully marched my butt in Oakland and sat down and did. But at the end of the day, I didn't still didn't get the answers that I think are warranted answers. And so I'm not done asking what I think are rational questions. And I'm trying to learn about it because it is complex. And maybe if somebody just told me, no, those those findings automatically transfer, even though it says it's omitted there, you still reference back the measure to the original initiative, and they hold. But to say not directly relevant to East County plan, they very much are in my mind. So it doesn't add up. It's, a, it's an incongruous statement, but I'm also, Mad as hell because I think we're underrepresented in East County, right? I'm I'm doing everything in power to form an East County MAC because the other ones have MACs and they come back and we make a recommendation and they come back and no, well, the Castle Valley MAC said this, Fairview said this, Sonoma Citizens Advisory, don't call it a MAC, but same general thing. They come back and it's like, what about us? Oh no, well, well you're sort of your part of the, you guys are like the AAC. Well, then showing up that way. And so I'm, it feels like that East, there's an East County bias fundamentally, and I may be dead wrong in this situation, but it doesn't add up. That's all. So think, to be continued. I think if I can make a recommendation. Yes, sir. And I think it comes to our, uh, tell me what's the term for name of the committee. Um, we don't have a legislative committee. What is it called? Uh, let's get into it. Uh, uh, you call it out enhancement, we don't know right now. Right. And at the end of the day, it's that assignment as well as it comes through to understand. So we're barking in the up the right tree to right. But I would I would 
I would not table this, but direct this discussion with your questions for reconciliation to a legislative committee to explore and to review those two statements and the documentation we have both yeah. with and on ECAP and on Measure D, and to um, form a list of questions to pursue um, to come back with answers. So, yeah, so that committee and, and to give that committee the responsibility to um, find those answers from other parties as related to those two. Loud and clear. So this one's come through, and you're absolutely right. And cut into the chase. Right. So not understanding how this all worked and not liking the outcome or the answers. I didn't spell that well. These are all mine. It started showing up. Started city of Livermore showing up. How's this work? I don't even know. What's that? What's that? Like just showing up because wanted a downtown hotel because Livermore is not known as a true wine country destination because the editors at Wine Spectator don't have a place to put their head down at a nice <laughs> hotel and staying out by Costco isn't good enough. So you're not a good wine region. We're, we're three days into this interview. It's the first time we're going to have Wine Spectator turn the page for the Wainty family. Now, just once in 140 years, got good history with Chardonnay. We've done some cool stuff. No, you're not a real wine country because you don't have the wine country amenities. You don't have a resort. Our editorial staff, we're not going to stand by Costco, catch you when you're done. Motivation, I digress. That's what got me into it. But then I'm god darn curious. And I read Livermore General Plan. I read City of Livermore Downtown specifically. And I read the City of Livermore Isabel specific plan. You know what? I went back and read the US Constitution. And that's so incredibly short, it blows your mind. The California State Constitution just annoys me with like whereas is and how it goes and, and the likes, but incredibly interesting as it goes. Alco, general plan, not all of it, but a, a damn lot of it. That's a pretty huge one, too. ECAP, a pretty easy read, not easy, but you can get through it. And uh, then, excuse me, Measure D 2000. This is a signature sponsored initiative that got on the ballot and passed. And then Measure D 2022 from the Board of Soups as it comes through. Interesting. How does this all work? Read the South Valley area plan. Only to go to Liz's thing. It doesn't make sense. She goes, Well, it's actually not an area plan. I was like, Oh, why does it say it? Like, that's eh, just how it works. It's a you know framework provisional document. It doesn't have the all of the structures needed to officially be a, an official area plan. It's framework documentation, it has its own provisions. Those were got were laid in the ECAP. Policy guidelines. I read Livermore draft DIR after conversation with Dick Schneider over the definition of intensive agriculture. Say, well, it should be coming out of this. Use the North Livermore draft DIR. Go back, read that document. I learned there could be a difference between building code, planning code definitions, least confusion, more reading. Sash on that, that zoning and building. Then the California Uniform Building Code and talk about how they try and align and what it is with the light switches and with all of this and the likes. What kind of dude would geek out like that? But it's sort of interesting of how it all works, but fundamentally it's not working for a lot of people around me farming and moving forward. And it envisioned different infrastructure outcomes and envisioned different things. Hell, it envisioned BART because we paid our taxes out here. It envisioned all these things. And it, it hasn't been happening. The curiosity of why and the answers given back, I can't, I can't rationalize it coming through as well. So my commentary, I started at Vineyards, heavily focused on South Valley plan, winery related, but when we started talking about this FAR expansion for ag-related uses, is a winery ag-related use? That was the question. See the hook? Brings your back. Is it ag-related? Well, if you process, it sort of gets away from, it's not just storing the fresh crop or this. All right, let's have that 
very clear overt discussion ag related is that okay yes a winery in the new proposed agricultural building definition that's working its way through the system fairly very clearly states yes that it is when i made that motion three years ago i said for the south valley area plan lo and behold it wasn't even like a legal motion because you can't just change the definition of ag building just in that south valley area plan maybe so said Liz later. She's like, no, that'll go through the whole zoning ordinance. That'll go across the whole zoning ordinance. Unforeseen consequences about what that meant and the likes. I didn't know what I was doing in that. All I knew is wanted that ag building to be able to have the olive guy, olive guy or gal. They could store their olives in this building. They could store their olive press in that building. But if they push down on their olive press, they're now processing. They violated the law. And that's so stupid to me. I wanted to just like, why are we doing this? So it's just sort of an arc, and it doesn't—it didn't make sense. But at the end of the day, I was put—I was put in this role to represent vineyards. Vineyards are failing. I came in. I'm acknowledging. I came in with my bias towards wanting to get mid-sized wineries built and wanting to get a hotel built. But now I just want to get something built till we know what it is. What can you do inside and outside of ECAP? I mean, inside and outside of South Valley Area Plan in LPA. Let's just start there. Very simply, what is able to get done and the likes, and it's not 100% clear cut. Is that fair? Anybody? Larry? Yeah. No, Liz, am I stating that right? I mean, I know it's my commentary, my story, but uh, the, that, I'll shush. Guess you don't need it. Um, okay, then under Chuck Morris leadership, calls for a ballot measure to modify the FAR for ag purposes or ag enhancement. That's sort of what's starting to bubble up. Well, let's increase the FAR for ag stuff, for ag related. I don't remember exactly how what got started. It just doubles down. What does that mean? The articulable answer to that was never well received by yours truly. And it seems like it could and should, if they're like the mechanism for the having that where we get the response from, because we are this committee that's asking those questions. But in some level, um, you know, so Chair, then I, I request clarification. What is aggregated? What is processing? And then where are all these definitions codified? Because we've had all these definitions, subcommittees. What does this mean? What does this mean? And we still need to get it done. I become chair because some of these people said, I think you should do it. And then they voted me in against my will. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, yes, that's how it happened. Don't get me wrong. And then, so I had to shift away from the South Valley focus, steep learning curve. But again, request clarification. The planning department defines that non-residential building. And I just wanted to use it as, as a stocking horse. What's the response here? How do you define that? And I had done my homework. The Uniform Building Code says this. If you go back to this, it says this. The building says this. Okay, California, the, the Alameda County Planning Department has this. There's residential, there's non-residential life. There's okay answer with humility and respect. It's coming from Bazaar effectively, blown through Liz. I didn't totally like the answer because I didn't feel like it was clearly articulable of what this is. It was as it relates to ag use because I came in bias. I just want to get wine rebuilt. But now I'm in the in serving as all of it. I want someone to get built what serves the interest of our area in alignment with the current plans that we have. So now I asked and answered. I want a clarification, asked and answered. I didn't like it. Go talk to author of Measure D. I like it because I like talking to people and everyone talks that Dick Schneider holds a lot of weight in all of this. What does that mean? I asked myself a question in my head. Why does Dick Schneider have more power than the chair of the AAC right now? Well, he's an author, a founding father. If Washington and Jefferson were in the room, like, like hey, or I don't know, <laughs> Washington didn't put the pen to paper, but like, there's a founding father, which gets you reading the intent and then reading the adjudication of 
Is it the words? Is it the, is it the current interpretation? Or is it what they meant when they were sitting there writing that stuff? Okay, that's how we adjudicate in the three-piece stool of legislative, executive, and judicial. I didn't like the answer then. I don't like the answer now. And then I say, I want a closed session with county council to ask this question directly. You have not the ability to have a closed session to make this request, sir. Okay, I didn't like it at the time, and I still don't. But that's what the answer is. I just want to be able to clearly articulate what you can and cannot do. And we're moving in that direction, I believe. But we, I still can't. And it seems like, so that's my sort of essence of that asking for help in it of uh, that feel of it's who we are as the AAC. No, don't have for that. And well, then how can we enable the purpose of enhancing agriculture if it's not flowing through on some level? And I feel like that y'all in East County, don't worry about it. And I don't like that feeling and it's hurting our agricultural economy. It's hurting our communities. Now, maybe some people like nothing, all hills, you want all rangeland, no vineyards, no nothing. Like that's what's happening. And you're going to watch the vineyards go away. And it's going to be interesting to see how this flows out. Now, maybe some people don't want a wine country as the conservation strategy on the south side of Livermore as a fire break strategy from the Golden Hills. Like some people don't want that. The execution across the last 20 years has been working ourselves in that direction. So these are the reasons why the passion across it and then the high level desire for the government to function and those answers to come through. I feel blocked by county council. I feel blocked by people above Liz. I don't know who and don't know why. Liz has been great and I'm not going to go call Liz's boss. So Liz and I have a relationship where she trusts me a little bit more, but at some time I'm going to keep calling up the hill until Liz has backup support and until the answers that I think are rational and reasonable are going to come forward and how we get it. And so this is very germane right now as we look at the implementation of 2022. I just want Ag to be doing better. Like that's our mission and that's what we're looking to do. So I shall shush now. But that's the... When you say county council, do you mean board? Is that board of supervisors, or is it something different? The lawyer, the lawyer yes, that works the for, board for the board. Oh, the county. Oh, the, I got you. They, the, I look at it in a simple mind of like like them folks. Them folks, they lawyer call me and say, "No, I'm answering." But what will <laughs> yeah. we play? What will we play? How do we fit in? How do we work in a collaborative nature, but also work within the role of you know. That was probably a lot of little stuff as I'm going through, but it helps to just paint that story of that clarification is because stagnation stinks and that lack of clarification, you go know, the purpose of ECAP itself, it's to make this so you know how to operate day to day and to make allow people to make informed decisions about how this all works. So to me, it's very much in line with our purpose. Anyways. Yeah, I was going to say you moved it along. Um, and it, I was going to recommend we move it along, but I think um, I appreciate the examples in the minutiae that you had to um, trudge through. Um, I think that in sticking with things strategically and looking at um, how we do need to structure ourselves, ourselves, um, I think asking just the larger questions of not just why, but next step in. Um, What's needed to move things along? Yep. Um, um, is really where we should be pointed. Yes, I agree. Thank you for enduring. Timeline 93, adopt 94, ECAP corrected, ECAP amended, diverse group engaged in Measure D 2020, Measure D save open space, modifications. It lays out uh, Pleasanton, North Livermore, South Livermore. This is where it got funky. You know, many studies, reports, commissions, ACRCD, Equine, they do some great work. 
they ask that we say, what is an agricultural operation? What is an agricultural building? That's an 03. I don't know that that answer has come forward. And I don't know why it stagnated the way that it did. And I'm not blaming staff. I'm not blaming the equine committee. I'm not blaming, I'm just, it didn't, like it hasn't moved and it's frustrating. This is my own statement uh, with the frustration coming through. Not much gets done. Failure, failure to implement. The results speak for themselves. Yes, the, uh, the urban growth boundary is a good thing, but that's to force infill and to have it. But like to promote ag, if you really want it, no one was, I believe, working hard enough in that direction. Recommendation, Miley, recommend the staff full board. Look at Measure D, look at FAR. Definition of agri build, agricultural buildings and this Measure D in, uh, includes now Valley, Board of Soups. Puts forth ballot measure. Chuck Moore gets these committees together. Definitions, legislative review. This is all coming. Like people are throwing these terms out. I don't even know what that means fundamentally. And I need to educate myself well enough to get there. But LAFCO study comes through. That's quoted. LAFCO study is quoted in the new measure D, right? They leverage LAFCO and what they said. And LAFCO said it's holding on. You know, they said relatively stable, even though. A lot of folks said that is not relatively stable because of the age of these vines. That is not stable. It looks stable, but at 30 years, those things go bonk. So you're going to, you know, lies, damn lies, and statistics. I told everybody in LAFCO that as loud as I could, had fun with it, but please let's call spade a spade because we all know we can commission the force to get them to say what they want as well. Where are we serving? What are we looking to get done? If that, if that underlying ag economics were to be something that's important to us, and it sure seems like it is based on all the purpose stuff that we looked at. Maybe, I don't totally agree, and I wrote in a letter last already. Lacking infrastructure, lacking tourism infrastructure, Measure D's passed through. That's helped me get my thoughts together. I know we said move on and I agree. I'll share this with you because it just lays out that little thing as it comes through. You gotta know this is mine and all the mistakes, the years that aren't perfect, that all the mistakes are mine, so do not take this as a gospel. Now we're building a list of actual, yes, sir. You can go back one slide. Um, I'd like to formally request this be made a formal document presented to the um, committee members um, on onboarding. Um, this is a great document to have and if possible put on the website in some, some capacity. So it really does illustrate the trajectory and uh, interest of agriculture in, 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 in the county and what this committee is is really uh grappling with and, and interesting intellectual exercise that goes to the outreach or wherever and you've all been like this is mine and these are my words and well, yeah, the AAC's got to go through and leave it in fractions there's process to be able to say that i was trying to add value to us to learn and to live not take too much time so thank you for that compliment i hear you on it i think i'm obligated to share it because i'm sharing it here so i i done cast that die if thank you will but i do want to make sure okay Definitions. Here's a running list of things that I just pulled out of there just as we're going for fun. That is not in order, but and that's but at the same time, there are some of them pretty clear, like economic enhancement, some of them make more money, but there's there's cash flow, there's IRR, there's this. Are you saying these are things that need to be defined or are defined? Because we've worked on definitions. Where are they codified? How do they show up and how can I use them to the benefit for us? Okay. So some of these might exist, we just don't. They exist where? Within our studies that we've done. Yeah. yeah. Which study Which study can I reference? Can I just choose what I want? Some of them are in ECAP. Some of them are in ECAP where? 
And does there's, that matter? There's a table of definitions in, in the back. Some of them are, and then you go into the zoning ordinance and the building ordinance, and it's not the same. And then there's Williams and that. And then there's Williams and that's so not the same. And then there's North Livermore draft DIO, it's not the same. If the gosh darn author of Measure D is telling me to go quote look up for a definition of something that's on this page. When I'm we, confused about what to do. When we've worked on them, where have they gone? When we've done definitions. We tried to do some of the solar solar portals, but we yes. did some before with with horse and with because I remember the the big long discussion on public. Remember that was one thing we had to define. Right. Building. Yes. So, so <laughs> tell me where they are. Right? Via the committee, we we have definitions in the uh, uh, solar policy, and uh, that that have been yeah. thank you approved thank by you. the committee. Uh, approved by the subcommittee? No, approved by, by the, the AAC, committee. Approved right. draft solar policies. Right. Got it. Right. So that's an approved draft solar policy by us. We don't. We're not empowered to make definitions. But that, before that, we did some others that did become something with. I assume the planning department, right? Because when we were doing finding, I just remember the one about public was one. Yeah. I. I, I, I well, I don't know exactly what you're. Referring to it, it had to do with the horse horse facilities. They so have been added to the, the zoning ordinance because uh, the, the zoning ordinance was amended to uh, include the, the equine. So, so, so regarding the equine board, uh, what 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 is been accepted by the Board of Supervisors as background document is a statement that definitions need to be uh, made, but they haven't entered the system at that uh, level yet. And so there are notes and records amongst various members of the advisory committee <laughs> that need to be consolidated to meet this direction that we're starting to move forward with. But, and so, but what gives them the way to do that? Now, the, the, they the, are, the yeah. NRCS, the ACRC, that, that piece, right? There's some weight in those organizations back in 03. They really said, we need to define these. And then people go to work and make their definitions. And you can go a lot of places. I get to a website that says this, and it says this, and it says this. But where does it go? Because there has been work done, but it doesn't go anywhere, right? So those are the questions like, where, where does it go? Yeah. Or else we're spinning our wheels, you're wasting your time on it, and your time is valuable, right? And so, okay, so let's take a quick break. I, I'm going to say we're on schedule because I didn't really have a hardcore agenda in my head, but lunch is coming soon. Yes, ma'am. Before we do that, I just want to acknowledge that Kathy Bush, our commissioner, came in while we were working, and some of you may not know Kathy. And Kathy, I apologize because this is recorded, and I, as the chair, should have said that out loud when we we're there. Thank you for covering for me on that. And I apologize for arriving late. Five minutes. In my good conversations happen in the long way, and uh, there's a lot of uh, I don't know. And then it's like when it's codified there, is it does that count? And what is that? Well, but if that is used to stagnate. Oh, right. um, so I struggled last night. Thank you all for your attention. I struggled, uh, you know, how to tell and paint the story of the sausage and the like, so to speak. But the the county plans stack again, Alameda County general plan, and then you have uh, goes into ECAP and then a general plan annual reports. And now here, the countywide elements of the general plan, community climate action comes in. 
uh, conservation, housing element, noise elements, open space elements, recreation element, safety element. As stated, there's no agricultural element that is mandated because the California State Constitution does not so mandate. So now, but other 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 counties have it, so it is mandatable. But at the same time, where it where we don't specific plans. We have those specific plans within South Valley. I didn't know it was even a specific plan until I pulled this one up, Liz. I thought it was a framework that was only adopted in the ECAP, but apparently it is a specific plan. You said, no, it's not technically a specific plan. Right, again, I don't know how far you want to get into the weeds, but the city of Livermore has a South Livermore Valley specific plan. The county's South Livermore Valley plan does not meet the state definition of a specific plan. And that's why the policies and programs from, from that plan, from the South Livermore Valley's plans were incorporated into the East County area plan. So that actually gives them a higher status because the, the general plan is, you, you mentioned thinking of the general plan as the constitution. It's yeah. often referred to as the constitution for, for land use. Yeah, so it is, I hear that it is in the higher level constitution, but if it's not achieving the desired outcomes, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Like it's codified there, I get it, not a specific plan and the likes, but it was 93 adopted by the Board of Supes as policy framework. And then ECAP comes and then it is. So it is what it is, but it's that confusing. I spent the first 10 years of my dance in this thinking that it was literally an area plan of Alameda County. And I was like, Liz, where is it? I can't find it. She's like, well, it's not an area plan. It's like, I wish someone told me that 10 years ago. But you live, you learn the policy frameworks and the likes. Um, East County area plan uh, then looks like that. The adoption, you know, corrected 96 goes through. Then those amendments by our measure D comes in. How you get that measure D come in. There's a preface to what that looks like. How then measure D flows in. You redline the document. It goes in there. I can't imagine it's easier, fun process to go through. Uh, when it comes through, but alas, the California State Constitution gives the electorate the right to have initiatives and referendums, and that's how the Constitution is written. Those are the games that we play uh, philosophically, whether you believe in the republic or a uh, pure democracy, which that gets to. There's a lot of theories we can talk about about the dangers of pure democracy, where 50.1 can repress 49.9, if you will, versus the republic. They set it up as a republic. I digress. This is the one that gives me hives from an org structure. <laughs> Would anybody else run their business that way? And then, so this is the ones where I am intellectually curious. Uh, we're not doing a good enough job. I'm not doing a good enough job at the AAC talking about everything that we're doing to go. But I really want to sit down and say, Susan, how does this work? Because it just doesn't feel like a, a good org structure. But not there yet and want to do it the right way. But I'm interested in that answer. And then Sarah just went from, as I understand, went from interim to full, to official community development directors. Sandy, yeah, Sandy Rivera. I got them wrong, Sandy, yeah. the two, the two S's, but so Sandy is now the, uh, the community development director, community development agency director for Alameda County. So that's, Albert is uh, Liz's chain of command above, and then Sandra is Albert's chain of command above, and then Sandra's chain of command above is Susan, with saying again, too many direct reports. And then Susan's chain above our damn smile basis, the first among equals of the people. And then just the agriculture department is part of the community development agency as well. So Sandy is 
uh, I report to Sammy. Since we're part of the agency, that's not necessarily true in other counties. Gotcha. But thank you. We're part of that agency. South Valley Plan Policy Framework, and then again, all these documents, and, and Liz has said we are working on getting these documents in a houseable location, right, to just point and click so it's there. And Mike says there's a lot of good stuff there. Don't throw the baby out the bathwater on a water recycling study because it hasn't changed that much, and it's still we're not going to recycle water in North Liverpool. It's a fundamental answer, but those studies are there. They tell stories and likes. The working landscape, how it's defined, um, and then some action for us, comprehensive list, but this is the envision way back when with agritourism historic loop with the likes there's direct consumer businesses bringing traffic in there's the ability to put heads and beds in wine country yes i'm wine country bias it is the underpinning of our agriculture but wine country when you spend the night the guest check average goes up four times four x because you get up and have a nice meal you have that your bottle of wine the next night and the legs and you're not a real wine region without so this is envisioned outcome. Does anybody feel like it, it looks like that at all? Nope. East County plan. This is a regional setting. Know where we are there. Now, uh, ECAP, there's trails and facilities, and region, uh, major parks, facilities, regional trails delineated in this. Transportation diagrams. What's Valley Link going to do? What does it look like? Bart didn't come through. Uh, you should hear my dad talk about his tax pay against Bart when it was promised and, and, and. A ship sailed, but... How we think about transportation going forward it's not necessarily aac sure impacts our community our society what that looks like going forward schools and parks now you turn through the general plan update of looking at the i don't know this very well but looking at the population demographics of like the future make sure you have the right school infrastructure to take care of our kids going forward it might be a simplification north livermore south livermore and pleasanton ridgelands are clearly delineated and outlined within ecap and North Livermore and South Livermore clearly states they may have their own provisions within ECAP. So these are lines on the pretty high level constitution for Liz. That's an ECAP. Those are there. Those lines are there. Noise corridors, spheres of influence, spheres of influence. That's governed by LAFCA, Local Area Formation Commission. Spheres of influence. Does Alameda County have spheres of influence, Liz? The county itself does not. All the cities. Pop quiz, you nailed it. Um, and I didn't know that either. Uh, no, but it was, I, I went chasing it because somebody told me yes. But again, I should have gone to Liz first because uh, it's time wasted. But at the same time, those aren't perfectly aligned because Alco hasn't updated theirs. But through this general plan cycle, you will go ahead. Am I wrong? No, I, I was just going to point out, yeah, the, the black and white maps you're showing are the original 1994 maps. So they are way out of date. And are there updated ones that are part of the public domain that are part of my constitution or is this what i got um if, well if you're interested specifically in spheres of influence uh LACO has an interactive map on their website it's part of the county's website yeah loud um, and clear and now spheres of influence for all, all jurisdictions yeah. um, cities and uh special districts the city special district that goes and they yes and this is Amen. And that's where it went. And then how LAFCO, right? LAFCO has a responsibility for looking at and updating spheres of influence on a cadence that's not 100% defined, but at the same time, they need to do that as well ongoingly. And it's coming up. Alco's going through general plan update. City of Livermore's going through general plan update. They're going to be looking at that sphere of influence and what it looks like. 
So just more, I find it interesting. And then every plan for the constitution has to have an open space diagram. And that open space diagram lays out our plants, resource management, LPA, large parcel, ag, wind, resource, water, resource, and the likes. And it also has a land use diagram. Then a lot of times wondering why those are two different. Can we save a piece of paper in these plans? But no, California State Constitution says you have both. You have both, but it lays out the underline of what is a land use designation associated with that APN with that parcel name. And then each each land use designation has different, I'll call them rights associated with it, allowable and what you can do. How the sausage is made. So now here's what's going to be in the next general plan update per Liz's, you know, going from the that old map to the level of detail that technology affords us now. Uh, Karen can tell me better about where these actually came from. I believe it's part of the solar process of it's coming through, but it's just more the level of details there. And these are going to be incorporated in as we go forward. So we have that level of detail and I haven't been to county's website in a bit, but I will uh, tell anybody that wants to listen that I think we can do better of that user interface to get all this up there so we can share what we're doing. But I say that city a little more, I say that to everyone too, because I feel like municipalities have uh, could do better on their technology side. I digress. Uh, Karen, am I saying it right? Okay, and then below that, you go into the zoning ordinance and you have to take what's associated with those land use designations and put it translated into the zoning ordinance. And the zoning ordinance then you have with A, which is zoned agriculture, the LPAs that you have, there's different ways of conditional use, conditional that goes to planning, conditional that goes to BZA. And then there's plan development for some of these. If you're going to look to do something, because in the South Valley, you can subdivide bonus density, do some other stuff. And then the combining district is where you overlay a South Valley area plan or other stuff that's been that's happened to that parcel like building site modification. So now it has another combining district that goes against how that parcel is zoned within the construct of this hierarchy of constitutions from the land use designation to a zoning ordinance. And those, the, the combining districts often uh, place uh, uh, minimum parcel size on the parcel. So uh, for in the example of East County in, in the A district, there are You'll have, you can see, uh, most of the area is uh, zoned A for agriculture, but then there are different uh, parcel sizes, minimum parcel sizes, like there's 100 acre minimum parcel size, 160 acre minimum parcel size, 320 acre minimum parcel size. So the changes depending on how where you are going east. Yeah. I uh, say the answer, please. It's a distance from the Basically, the urban limit item. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, the parcels will have different minimum parcel sizes, but yeah, it's basically based on how far. Uh, Where is that codified? Where can I go read that for fun? Uh, it should be in the zoning ordinance. Okay, so look at the zoning ordinance. It's going to say something about how far you go east gets to how small you can subdivide. I thought it was well, all 100, so I just learned something too. Well, well it's. A specific parcel will have a specific minimum parcel size assigned to it, but the original basis for which minimum parcel size is assigned to that parcel is based on the, the distance out from the urban area. Check. So the more remote areas are 320. 
And then we have the wind resource area, which is also kind of dovetails with that, but that is based upon where the county decided they wanted the windmill opportunity. Right, the resource man management, water management as well. And yeah. there's been notes, those ones don't have combining districts to them, but in a perfect world, I think they should because that's how the sausage is made, but I'm not sure they should fundamentally, but as Liz has said, there has been some discussions about putting the combining district on resource and water management. So true statement? Yes. Okay, we don't have a huge amount of time. This is ECAP, right out of ECAP. And it just, again, this is the need for definitions. I think we all agree there may be some use for the clarification, but when you just get into it, uh, tough to tough to figure out exactly. And this is where you're like, okay, non-residential shall be. I'm like, okay, tell me what non-residential is and where that's codified. Well, it's not, it's this is what it is. Okay, dig. Okay, big. So it's just trying to trying to figure out, and I don't want to, uh, you know, fight windmills or yell at nothing. Like, right, we do this work, we make the definitions. We did the work, but they're if they're not codified and then go anywhere, then did we really do the work? So just going through all this stuff of like, we're, you know, what's an accessory farm unit? What can I put in there? What can I legally do with an accessory farm unit? I uh, wait that answer coming forward too. Wait, I can cheer this back up. Thank you. Program 15, the county shall work with the Alameda County Economic Development Advisory Board. Um, question to Liz. Does such language exist in the code where the word shall directs the county and or the board towards the Alameda County Agricultural Advisory Committee. Is, are you saying is there an ordinance that reflects this? Yes. I don't believe so. Okay. Because that would get us to um, a lot of this. One is coordinating a lot of things as we could have. And prioritizing because yeah, there's so many influence over, but. Um, number of us have been asking questions towards quote a trigger in terms of what gets mandated to whom predicated upon what and the word shall is what i'm looking at so if i'll reread the um whether it's the Alameda county code which or our charter or whatever brings us into existence yeah. but that statement with program 15 is a direction and it gives, it mandates the county to work with that advisory board. So it theoretically um, does, but the results don't say that it mandates. That's a but, different question. That yeah, amen. And that's why it's up here because there's a right. lot of unfunded, un, there's fake right. mandated shalls in this document. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them. But in terms of getting to what you're trying to get to as chair and both giving us order, direction, yep. and not purpose, but time purpose towards prioritization. Yep. I think that's what, um, if, if and as that's, we can find such a, uh, it's not a verb, I guess it is, um, or whatever it is. I, I was, I don't know, I'm an English major, I forget how it works now, but it finds such a trigger word um, to direct the county to work with the advisory board on these things, it would really help expedite in terms of getting response so that we can move policy. I don't think we're a well-respected committee in the community right now, and I want to change that. And then so before we say yes to, 
we've got to come through and follow through. I don't mean we're disrespecting committee, but like at the same time, that it's not looked at people that are getting stuff done with all humility and respect to whoever I'm saying that to. But the, the 20 years, not a lot got done. It pisses me off the stagnation because the work was good. I don't know why, but we want to set it up. So when we receive it, we do a good job and then it breeds more. But your point's taken. Karen. I was wondering, Liz, is that Economic Development Advisory Board and Active Board, does it have a staff and does it have budget to do? We're considered an industry. They've never reached out to us either. I believe it's a board that exists. I've never worked with them personally. Um, so I, I I don't know if they have staff or budget or, or anything like that. And I didn't realize that was there. Yes, sir, Mr. Goslin, doctor. Uh, is economic development now a direct report in some way to the county administrator list? You know, there's an economic and civic development department that's part of CDA. It's what used to be redevelopment, right? Uh, and and so they report to Sam. Is there another economic development in the system besides that one? Uh, not that I'm aware of. So it's in within well, CDA. This is a different thing. Um, but I, I believe they're starting. I, I believe uh, ECD Economic and Civic Development Department is doing some work in the East County. Um, so that might be something to look at is if there are. Things that they could help with in terms of, so you know, promoting and sure and pursuant to structures for strategy, right? This is where I can, I want I want to say well, we, the AAC wants a full time admin person helping us do all of this so we can coordinate and get it through. But now is that your first hire across it? But these are the needs, and the opportunities. But if you don't ask, you don't know, and the likes. But that's an answerable question. It should be whose door do you knock on, and right. we go. Yes, sir. Yeah, the, the economic development effort in East County could also be an occupancy at the uh, Martinelli Center. And uh, so that could be pretty valuable. Yes. Okay, moving through, these are just mine, but agriculture shall permit agricultural processing for wineries and limited agricultural support services. Please, what is a limited agricultural support service? Just uh, what we got to get through. Um, shall develop standards and procedures for visitors serving commercial uses allowed in LPA. You know, so it's just these there and their non-action mandates in this governing document and shining the light on it, not offering solutions. We ain't eating this elephant one at a time, figuring out what our rules are and the likes. And then it's just you know how it works. It's inconsistent county plans, ordinance, and action is as it goes. The they. There's an obligation of the governments to avoid inconsistencies in the stacked constitution that goes are not always completely avoidable. You know, one municipality updates their energy efficiency lighting, the rating they have there and the likes got into the weeds of what it is, but on the long term to make those aligned so there's not inconsistencies. Go down the bottom, this provision of this order may be changed only by the vote of Alameda County, except, I love that, it's not only then, but the provisions of, and that's where the that's where it get it get adjudicated fundamentally, right? It'd be a nice fight in court over how much you can do and the likes. And in terms of what's a technical, uh, what's a technical modification, what's a non-substantive modification, and which is which, and where does it turn over? I think you know there's 
some might argue it's pretty clear of what what cannot be technical at all, and that's getting into that FAR and some of the others. But fundamentally, system was set up. The board of students should have some power to make some of those decisions and let them make some of those decisions. Now, the board of soups has to live, and their council, which has to be in the room for most of the stuff they do, does not want to get caught up in litigation and being sued across how it comes on this. And so. It ain't black and white, I'm not saying or pretending it is, but the Board of Soups has some inherent power afforded to them by this constitutional republic, you know, nature, the, the constitutions that we have. All too often, it doesn't get to the Board of Soups when I think it should. And it's just that let's have it out about what, let's have them say out loud what is what we can vote on and not. Now, I know that's getting in the weeds again of how you get in and affect the change, but shine a light on these problems and looking for solutions. Got to keep moving. Definitions, that list is there. So, like I got to the general end of the flow. Now we get into those subcommittee structures and talk about exactly that structure, the poor strategy of subcommittees and the likes. I'll take a pause. Mr. Hobby, let's go through your head. I, I do have one question. Uh, earlier, earlier we talked about the uh, uh, UC Davis study and the uh, LAFCO study on viability, the future of uh, the winery yep. industry here. Is there anything similarly done for uh, the cattle industry? No. Okay. Should there is that are you implying in that direction or or just to understand the economics of what piece that is to the overall the overall no, analysis of the future viability of uh ranching in eastern Alabama. and the primary land use is it and you know barriers to its success right amen we're trying to get there um so no not that i know of but that i would love to have in my head what percentage beef transactions are of our ag economy and then what's that crop report yeah right. i mean it's close we have some of that data there and i trust the crop report only so much because i know how the great prices are coming through and it doesn't reflect the accuracy of it i'm not saying that cattle ranches might not move a little just but it, it represents the direction and that's but it's not a huge piece but what percentage should it be and it's like the economic impact study would be kind of more useful yeah and these are the we we have the power to commission studies that add value to our purpose. We need a grad student should have walked out for a phone. We need a grad student to help us do that. Um, yeah, structure support strategy. And uh, someone's got to pay that grad student, or you entice them because it's a good enough project to work on, but fundamentally the the there there. We're in where might be our number one um Commodity grown in Alameda County, Kevin is definitely number two than right up there. Right up there. What do you what do you think the percentage? Who thinks they have a, the best gas? The best what? The best gas of what percentage uh uh catalyst for our ag economy? I think it's over half. I mean I haven't looked at it from about three hundred thousand. I'm dollar indexing, not uh, land indexing. And I, and I should note that off the top of my head. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I, 
So we do, it is in the crop report, and I think we can pull that out and look at that at our next meeting. Uh, there are times when cattle does outshine our grapevines. Uh, from, from a knowledge standpoint? They're very close there. I, my, I apologize if it is that much. I, uh, oh, it is. I'm, yeah, it's right up here. Just like we talked yesterday, some of the like your production of wine doesn't show up necessarily as high as income, but no, but just the grape index prices, right? And I, for some reason, you know, I had it at I had it as cattle here and wine here as a pretty consistent trend. And that's a mistake in my quickly going through. I know we're the top two, and these are answerable questions. And then so um structure support strategy, the executive committee working. I'm biased towards you're only chairing one. Break some rules as we get there. Membership committee used to be membership outreach. Karen, then when I just chucked everything we could at it because you outreach and you in reach. Um, but fundamentally, it was a lot. Did a great job. Did some work, and the work just sits some on my desk. And then some of it we're moving through the board of suits. And, and so, thank you, Karen, and uh, thank you for your willingness to continue on that membership committee. But hereby pulling is not outreach as well because that puts a lot on it. So outreach is going to have its own created uh, piece of this pie. The membership are not set in stone. These are my old notes as we're coming through. But Karen leading that, Fredericks said an uh, indication wants to be part of it. Mr. White indication wants to be part of it. Mr. Bennington is no longer with us in that capacity. So his name gets checked off. Ag enhancement. This is a big one because this is our wheelhouse of purpose in a lot of regards, right? I haven't come through great for Jerry, talking about LAFCO, talking about land use for Chuck, uh, but this is a very important piece. And I tell him this is an important piece, but not showing up in that way. Um, talking to Dr. Goslin yesterday about there is a limit to how many committees I will allow anybody to sit on. And if the knife fight gets to, we don't agree on that, we'll go different ways, if you will, but it's to support the essence of the right structure to support strategy as it goes. And in a lot of regards, Larry has so goddamn much historical knowledge on this piece of it and those definitions and the likes, but things have to come off the plate for us to be as effective as we can as we're coming through. And the chair and the vice chair by the parliamentary structure have the right and are expected to be invited, CC'd on all of these committees, right? So it's not pulling out anything anyway if we want, but the core teams and who it is want to set some pretty good limiting guidelines on how many we're going to sit on. And that's a divide and conquer mentality and it's a even flow mentality and it makes sense to me. Now that said, happy to have the discussion about it, but pretty much everyone I talked to sort of had some nods that make sense, give the reasons why. Equine, uh, equine. So with Millie and Millie's done a lot of great work on that equine, as has Larry, but it also has stagnated then and how getting that across the finish line of the light and Millie has been on for a long time. There's a lot of people that have been for a long time and, you know, have the discussions with Millie that I personally believe that getting the president of Visit Tri-Valley, who is the, agri or is the vis uh, hotel visitor bureau effectively that is in the business of marketing this region and one of the highest draws is our agro-tourism, inclusive of breweries, inclusive of all the mills, inclusive of wineries. They wants to you know, be put in or application has come through. 
I told Millie, this is what I think, this is what I believe, this is what I want to happen. She's like, okay. And it's like, but we don't want to lose your superpowers either. She's like, okay, so my awful committee, I'm like, no, I'm, I don't think I have that unilateral empowered power to do so. I'm just laying out what I think the future makes sense of this structure to get there. But you being on that committee is very important to, to finish this job. And Larry, I'm going to stick to my guns on one versus the other. And this equine is very important and the trails are very important. Where do you see it? How do you feel it? And Larry says, equine, just loud and clear, no hesitation. I'm like, rock on. So Larry fits into that chair and equine very well in the wheelhouse. Millie is no longer uh, future state. because She said, yeah, that makes sense. I agree with what you're saying. Future state, Millie goes on to a subcommittee structure that sub or that subcommittee led by dr goslin to get that job done now let's get that job done to take it to completion and focus on equine permitting and getting that across the finish line. i don't even know what getting across the finish line looks like feels like in terms of where like what do you get what do you codify what do you put in um uh, and how does that go so align with that sir yes um uh ag enhancement uh chuck i double booked i told the suites an hour off on my meetings yesterday it all came in it all converged and chuck basically graciously said let's meet today so i missed you thank you for your graciousness and it's sitting down and we've done it before of how do we do it how do we move the ball forward of uh and prioritize where to spend the time given the amount of things, right? We can all say we should be doing this and this or this definition. Well, can we get there in the lives? How do we prioritize what's highest and best use to move the ball forward? Jerry's aligned on board. Chair Wente is going to step in to have a leadership role in that because there's a lot of the sausage being made and to have an understanding of how to move this forward. Trails, let's skip down. Urban Ag, uh, Mr. White on the update and is uh, into it, passionate about that. And uh, I think it's building a team in there and has, we've had good discussions about the charters and fundamentally the charters about urban ag and developing policy, work towards policy against urban ag. And then also policy against urban forestry, which trees are important. This becomes intellectual exercise. Like if you're doing nurseries to grow trees, I believe that's clearly agriculture. But if you're into urban agriculture and the likes, like it, I think it ceases to be agriculture. But if you harvest those trees to use for a product, is it agriculture? Is it agriculture related? Is it? Not taking the answer now, but these are the discussions where we need that point of view, need to align on it, need to know if there's any roadblocks in that. Can we unilaterally say all horse? operations are agriculture or does it have to be this now there's work done it's been here and the likes but where is it codified how do we know what does it look like also um specifically to that point um it's again it's it's there's a there's enormous opportunity with the direction that crossing the was in and it has to do with the complexity of issues that have really haven't been driven through the ag lens in Alameda County. And yeah, with, with renewables coming online, with the impacts of I do call it climate, um, how climate change is actually driving um, and going to drive um, all of us worldwide towards a renewable um, 
future for the most part. And that immediately brings us to what has been going on over the last I guess, couple of years, but just got passed in this past year, the solar policy or solar, what is it, a policy or initiative here in Alameda County. And again, that brings it right back to ag. So when you look at the more efficient or most efficient use as it's tied to climate, as it's tied to economic development, as it's tied to renewable energy and jobs, as it immediately brings you to agrable days. So the intersection of a lot of different things, transportation, as it impacts ag and, and uh, agriculture and open space. I think this, um, again, applaud your work and all this that you've actually distilled and put here for us to um, not consume, but really wrestle with. But to but come back with a charter or or no, we'll we'll get someone else in. Sincerely, it's like this is it's the mammoth amount of work that you put forward, but it's it now gives us a framework to be able to take on really with it with with intention intersectional policy development that this committee um really can uh lean in on and and make a difference on an economic standpoint for agriculture and Alameda County and open spaces. Thank you. Anybody else? So then keep going down. Uh, Karen, Jack, uh, Norton, sort of empowered, said you want to take this one, I think, on our last meeting. Was it? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. And at this point, we're just going to wait to see what uh, Albert brings us. Heard. What was Jack? I'm curious on the, I don't like surprises. What was Jack's? Was he in it or was he surprised too? He was in the other committee. No, he was on the committee, but the chairmanship. Did you talk to him beforehand or did you ask no. him just right there? I asked him right there. I love it. I good <laughs> on you, right? And can't be mad at that or not, but because it's uh and he took it. Now I was like, oh, interesting, but well played, because if the outcome was gonna be you can't share both, so you are you're a step in front of me again. Yes, ma'am. Oh, cool. I was I was on urban egg too, so you gotta have it. Gotcha. Uh and not a uh, and then and so we've got some members who are not yet assigned the committee, right? Correct. And I'm, I'm meaning I'm just observing the trails. So yeah. right. And so that sorry about that. It's this isn't complete, and this is what I was sitting here right before the meeting trying to get myself to because this is the outcome. I wanted us to have the, the storytelling and some discussion about what it is, what it looks like. Come on. Uh and so so Jennifer and I talked about it, and that urban ag piece is kind of on twice the stakes. I'm trying to talk into the computer and the and the the climate advocacy. And I love Chuck wherever I put it. Let's not talk about uh, minimizing it. How can we have a working landscape to improve it? What a big, hairy, audacious goal! And yeah, why not? And that's sort of what lights her up. Her being Jennifer sitting right there, whom I've spent. 45 minutes with on the phone and in there, but it's again, you want to put people in where they want to play. Like, I, I like that. I hear you there. This is what really lights me up on the likes. Me as an administrator in this situation, see a resume that has 20 years, I don't have the exact number, in park administration. I'm like, oh, this trails could work. It's like, yeah, I'm not totally sure. And all that. I'm like, check it out on the likes because we, as a committee, have an issue in front of us in that. The chair will not allow ongoingly Dr. Goslin to be the chair of that committee because that's breaking a rule that I'm willing to die on, a hill I'm willing to die on. So who will be that next chair? Don't know. Who's not assigned? Who could it be? Who should it be? Uh, Dr. Goslin, anything to say on that? 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, the conversation, that is on the agenda uh, for the next meeting of the committee. Good, is, and uh, what constitutes a committee, a subcommittee meeting? And for me, if there's not an agenda or something that comes back and said it happened, did it really happen? If not, it's us sure. hanging out. And hanging out and having discussion is a good thing too, but for those committees to form, that formality needs to take a step up. So the tree fell in the forest and we heard a fall, however we want to say my stupid analogies at this juncture. Yes, sir. I think if you go back to the committee back up there, I think you need a committee given the size of the importance of agriculture. I think, you know, a committee related to to eco production and green plant science watersheds. To and this is where I'm just talking about issues that affect. I mean, the cattle business is way bigger. No, so that rangeland management on this side was meant to say that's not solved, right? And knowing what you want to do going forward, knowing what Clayton, what Koopman saying, knowing the Badiad has shown up, and knowing that that recruitment has been tough, right? And then, so that one needs to be. And what should that be is what I would have been picking your brain on if the if the world allows more than an hour yesterday. Because what what could it be? What should it be? And I welcome that feedback because that is the glaring miss that's not covered. Well, I don't, you know, there's there obviously there's like basically production issues, but there's also land use issues. There are also um, regulation issues. Road issues, um, processing the slaughterhouse. We talked about the roads, the all of it. Yes, and it's massive. And like I'm a little bit sheepish on the if it's 50 50, my bad miss here too with a little sheepish. But it was that standby question meant it ain't resolved, and that should have been above. Nah, I'm not gonna prioritize it. But these are the ones that we don't have the answer to as of yet. And I'm saying that openly, humbly, and you too. Uh, Koopman, like, what should it look like, Clayton? Do you have anybody that you know, right? Like, what brings in so the institutional knowledge can come out before, you know, I assume you don't want to go end of life on this, as we've talked about. So what does that transition strategy look like? Because there's so much institutional knowledge in so few heads of what's happened in the past here. And we want to capture that, but capture that means we're bringing people in that are intellectually curious enough to ask the questions and live and learn, and then how can we move forward? So with humility on the not giving the due of the rangeland is the by far and away the largest acreage of what we've got going in this county and should be given the weight as such not solved that looking at it you guys know better than me is that's been a hard one to fill it seems right well yeah i think some of the reason for that is there's a lot of subject matter up above that that doesn't relate the people aren't tied into right and so, you know, equine and trails to a lot of ranchers wouldn't, that doesn't mean too much. Touche, and that's the and so, right meeting, right anything. structure, so it's not wasting time, but I hear you. Yeah. And that's and what I, that's, people show up when they have an, when they have an interest, something that affects them or some, something that would help them. Or, or uh, inherently, yeah. the, you know, inherently look out for ourselves and that's a human condition of it and trying to make it fun and worth their time right and, and just a definition i let it down well during the break uh you know last couple a few years ago we we're talking about open spaces at a, 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 a 
Advisory Committee, and she didn't realize that anybody did anything on open space. In other words, she said, well, it's just out there. And I asked her, who said this? I remember that I asked her, then, well, what you get, what, what's open space? Well, that's just something that's out there and nobody does it. And I said, well, you know, that's not all of it being used, something. Yeah. And so anyway, that was an important issue. And this is a not pretty anybody, but she worked in the county in land use planning for 20 years. I didn't know that. Well, we planned for open space, but nobody asked, well, what the hell do you do with open space? There have been some supervisors that have, so, that have driven east of the county line to know it's part of their their space too, right? It, yeah. It's a big old expanse out of there, and it, uh, so heard, heard, and heard. Yeah. Right. I think what's missing on there is is rangeland and open space, which involve land use, ag production, and an industry or two um, that could maybe sort of combine rangeland, rangeland, land use. So, so this this meeting is right forward uh, remarkably interesting nexus and that uh carl's discovered that the findings did not move from measure d into ecap and uh i can't know, guarantee it and it doesn't smell right and and right mr schneider has acknowledged there's a mistake in the clustering provision so i know and, there's at least one mistake and, and so now it looks like i can't explain those findings right i'm just curious right. and and now we've learned that uh, you know the concept of open space isn't clearly understood that clarification is in the findings that were not included in ECAP and were deemed not be of importance to ECAP. We Whereas did, clearly they are. ECAP, ECAP, okay. East Alameda County Area Plan Region. I mean, it just says the this is omitted because it doesn't apply. Right. And I don't know why it doesn't apply, but. And Good. that's something that I was expecting to clarify and build upon programs in ROSA right. if we get there. So the how we backing up ROSA the, and how we backing up rangeland and open space, what could it, should it be? And not, not, not answers looking right now, but how do we put in the supercars play? How do we get someone else that's, you know, I told him like a clone of Clayton or someone else that in that range, the two people I was sitting in going to the concert with, the supervisor helper, I'm like those guys say, man, cowboy boots, they look like they're, but cattle farmers too. What are they doing? Well, kid is this age, this is this age, don't really want to. And but like we got to drive out there and fix that fence and get the cattle on the legs. And Clayton couldn't meet me in person because the fence broke and he's got the two head out. He's like, sorry, I'm sitting in the snow. We're doing this on the phone. Like, and we run cattle too. And that happens a lot with cattle. And it's part of the nature of the beast. And so the commitment on coming in, and then it's at three o'clock or seven o'clock. And it's like, I get it, it's 3 o'clock or 7 o'clock, but I don't feel like I'm at value or getting value, to your point. So that's part of how to make it fun, how do you drive it from, and how do you represent the second or the first largest piece of our agricultural economy. Yep. So, statement that we've been looking at today, often you'll see the phrase agriculture and ranching, when really ranching is part of agriculture. And so as long as people think of us separate, um, it affects um, activity and planning and um, including ranching, I should say. What? It would be helpful if it was still there, but saying including, including would be better. Yeah, because it's often forgotten as part of ag, but especially because it's the largest land use. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And one only one time as I found it comes in, right? It singles that out as its own unique subset. Um, all right, let's get some food and keep the conversation going. Uh, 
Before we do, this is Diana Roberts, and she works for the TBC, the Tri-Valley Conservancy, and has for the last five years. Is that a fair number? Four, Four years. And her father was uh, the previous city manager for the city of Livermore. And so uh, uh, came up through planning, and I uh, started showing up to city council meetings and by getting to know and seeing how this all works. And uh, he has as good a poker face as you. But when you got to sit on those meetings and there, and like my whole goal was to get that dude to crack a smile. And I did it for like a really quick second. And then I bragged about it in text later because he's like the, the queen's guard. But fundamentally, he knows so much. And so I got the relationship, phone a friend, like, what does this mean? How does this work? What's the interface? Where does it cross over? Why is that Southwest food? This is this. Where does laugh go play in? So you've got a great asset. This isn't about dad. I like dad. This is about someone that wants to lean in and say, there's maybe a here, here. This gentleman who has given great services at the uh, California Rangeland Trust, CRT, which is a huge piece of the equation. And the TVC is another smaller piece of the equation. I don't know how big CRT, I don't know the likes, but it's the superpowers to be put in, but not losing because we don't have our rangeland and open space covered at the same time. And so it's that dance of uh, how do we move it forward? So I asked Diana to apply. I told Mr. Sweet and I asked Diana, Diana to apply. Want Mr. Sweet? Need we need Mr. Sweet? There's two other cattle positions and the likes. That's a little bit of horse trade. I don't know how many you different positions y'all have served on as it goes. Horse trade, cow trade. But uh, this is Diana, and that was just that's where it is. The application is coming through. Someone that cares, that's land knowledgeable, land trust knowledgeable. And wants to get the game, so that's my that's my story, and sticking to it. Um, okay, which one do we want up? The food's there. Grab the food. We're scheduled till one. Got? Oh no, let's wait. Okay, sorry, I'm gonna sit back down. Okay, Solar Jack, we're defining it. Then the advocacy, outreach, and collaboration is a key, huge piece of this. Of how are we looking outward, and how are we prioritizing our looking outward? How are we showing up to the Planning Commission, TNP, Board of Soups, and the likes? And uh, Mr. Hoppies and I served as it 12, 15 years ago, man, uh, on the board together of the Tri Valley Conservancy. So got to know each other and the likes. And uh, his he is respected in the community. He has a great demeanor to him. I don't know him very well, but that piece of Working with the various groups is something that felt like it fit his superpowers. You can see him saying, yes, I can get it and the likes. Communicate, tell me what to do on this. But yes, I'd be willing to do that advocacy and outreach piece. But I'm not totally sure what it is yet. Make sure you're clear so I know what it is. But thank you for saying yes to be put in on that to balance out these committees of where we stand now, knowing there's a trails we have to address and there's range and open space we have to address and i'm not sure the climate action is properly addressed right now so room for improvement but this is what we're this is where we're standing did i summarize that okay sir just fine okay and uh the the lovely lady sitting next to you was a previous one that has done and as much work as she's already passed some information on her and so she's got a good i guess i can pull it up to share in full screen and Climate action planning, climate impact across everything that we do. Okay, and then at lunch, you guys can all see my inbox. Where's the, uh, I want to go to Karen, and Karen's going to go outreach agenda, tracking appointment.
waiting minutes. What's the one that has oh, outreach? Uh, says it right there. Yeah, that's what I just gave. Um, and this is when aspirational that we got to get committee set up outreach and membership are the same thing and go and then laid out a vision like this was what seems right is let's get the list of all this stuff and just start putting it together. So There's good. Tag, and the folks have other organizations is something that, that they'll work on. The, the food security, the, I mean, there's so many pieces and it's just pulling it together. So this is what I was trying to babble into your head yesterday of starting on this matrix, starting here and we go. So I'm excited to pick up and have the help to continue to drive the sport. Okay, the charters, does anybody have any questions on the charters? I wasn't able to find the attachment to describe what you want to do with the I was going to say we reported a copy in July from Gene from Carl and just randomly came out of their search and just did so as well. Back in June? Yeah. Well, it's in, it's in my There's no way that it was then. That was on the chart in June? Well, why is there? I'll be right there. Control C. Subways. Okay, so it's keeping it simple. The reason for existence, why does this charter exist? Write it right down, because if not, then then not. Envision 2020 or 2027. Envision five years from now, what do we want to get done? not the simplest of exercise at times to like what do we want that outcome to be but picture it to the extent you can do what you want with it but picture it in your head what do we want this to look like goals and strategies for 2023 what do we want to do this year how are we what are we going to prioritize this year is a better way to say it yes to the few wait to the many we cannot eat the elephant all at once potential challenges to achieving this goal and who are you working with and just keep it simple when we get the, that pen to paper and it's going to help us flesh out the unseated roles i also everyone's sitting on a everyone's sitting on a committee or i'm going to try and work you off the board because i don't think showing up the right way and mr sweet said maybe i'm going to go off the board because i'm not sure i want to sit on the committee we've given a lot of time in the life he's willing to sit and he, he serves but at the same time it's like yeah i get it there's only so much here i don't want to put words in your mouth but the, that we got to sit on committees because that's what leaning in on it is. And that's not a mandate as of this point in time, but just knowing that's how philosophically I look at this world and this role. Check, there's the charter. Are we good to break? And then I've asked uh, Amos to go through a presentation on planting trees. I found it really interesting. And at the end of the day, 
the more trees we plant, the better it is for so much from an air quality, from a water quality, from a carbon sequestration and the like. And I wish my family's planting more trees. Every time we've gone on plea tramping, tree planting expeditions, those cows eat those gut darn short trees and we can never get enough tree out of that. So any uh, comments, questions, feedback out of this uh, delicate balance of making it useful, getting through some stuff, uh, getting some new folk on board, laying out how we want to have it move forward, laying out the responsibility one, one committee chair or one person, you can only chair one committee, how we get it laid out. Yes, ma'am. I'll reply. You want feedback? I just want to say, on behalf of being a new person, I don't know how you feel, Bill, but boy, this was really helpful at the beginning yeah. of just me entering into this committee to get a sense of the history, get to know what, what you do, what you're interested in, and how it all fits together, and your vision, and your questions. So it's been very helpful. Thank you. Right on. Thank you. Mr. Sweet, how was it for you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, that's uh, I think. Uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 and you would say more time get to the process focus of how we're going to do it sooner because that was the general take, and I accept that because to have a little more flesh there. But uh, yeah, this is literally. Been one year almost to the date since I was nominated and or appointed this committee. Um, in words of Jennifer, this is the onboarding I would have asked for at the start of any year in any company. It's like, where are we? Where have we come from? We can all read the documentation, but we're all working off our own um, um, non unified um, idea of where we're going on this ship and so in literally having a common baseline um, of going through this not just your thought process but having all of this laid out for us structurally and then pointing us in a direction as we cheers with you um, i really think we have a common footing now um, to move forward um, with an idea and I, we don't have anything that we have to agree on other than the fact that we we have a common challenge to answer the questions in order to put policy forward. So this has been very, very helpful. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sheila. And that's been really, really good. Thank you. Chuck? It's been very helpful. I have structure. I'm, I'm still sorting rows and columns in my mind and how it's <laughs> rolling out. I appreciate it. I'm not looking for good job feedback as well. I got uh, ways to improve, but thank you. And trying, and right now it's about how much overshare, undershare, and get it there. So right on. Uh, Dalton? Yeah, I, I think something that needs to be recognized is that what you've been leading us through is a strategy for us to do work that is consistent with Measure D. And, uh, and that's what's remarkably important. It's actually a, a guiding principle that's stated in the state code. There is to be consistency. It is that that statement, not exactly, but paraphrased, exists within ECAP. And so as we do our work, it's going to be remarkably important to make that consistency connection between the work that's done, the aspirations, and our final work product that we take to decision makers and uh, or other advisory committees because we want our role to advise to other groups as well. So, so again, consistency is important. 
If you're uncertain about consistency, we've got a fellow here that's done a remarkable job of learning the resources that are available. And it's an ongoing process. I've been doing it for quite some time and I continue to learn and uh, you know what those documents say and what they mean. And the reason I'm continuing to learn is because it's an ongoing dialogue. Uh, agriculture is not static, it's adaptive, uh, it's multifunctional. Concepts that are evolving uh, and the tariffs express concern about this. Concepts that are in evolving need to be integrated into the structure that exists as much as the structure that exists needs to be adapted for them. So a specific example is the monetization of urban forests. Uh, if we're going to look at uh, the traditional agricultural structure, and if it's expected that there be a financial value of that urban forest product, we have to consider how the concepts of ecosystem services are in fact a monetization. So it's as simple as that. I know, I just pulled it down because I had another list on it of uh, getting into the weeds on those questions of what is it, right? I got in a discussion last night of what, what's agriculture? Well, I think that's agriculture. No, I think that's ag-related, but it's not agriculture as I understand it, but I don't know where it stops, where it starts. Ecosystem services, some people were saying, no, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you have this and there. I'm like, okay, I'm not totally connecting that. And then, you know, other stuff. so it was just going down that a, a good spot. Um, did I say that okay? Yep. Right Can I make another comment? Please. Uh, using, uh, taking your lead with Simon Sinek and start with why my takeaway summarized is we figured out why we're here. We've articulated a lot of reasons why we're here. The how is the subcommittee leaning in and taking our part. And now we figure out what we're going to do, prioritize it and make it happen. That's the attempt and how do we prioritize what's the right place to spend time don't have that answer, but that's part of the collaborative nature of us and so I appreciate you saying we're aligned on purpose does everyone feel like we're aligned on purpose. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And I, uh, which, and which, which I haven't gotten a copy of last for that or last week. Um, stemming from that Chuck, um, which you've asked us to um, even subcommittee to declare our own charter. And to organize our own self in terms of what are our objectives. So if that refinement continues into the subcommittees, which I still would request a copy of uh, the four um, directives that you want us to produce on as a subcommittee. If you get forward that, or Liz, if you get forward that, that be great. Please. That charter that I was just talking about. Yeah, we'll get that out. For, yeah, thanks. Karen? Yeah. So, so, part of the morning, I was sitting here thinking, oh, well, I thought I knew all this. I thought I knew that too, and how it went work together. And I was extremely frustrated on how complex our um, relationship is and our opportunities with that, and how we have a lot of folks who dedicate a lot of time dealing with this, with the structure as we can. We've done the best we can. And I'm, uh, but also I'm very proud of, of those, those, that list of things that you've done, which is, isn't quite complete, but if you ever want a complete list, we should work on that. Um, of what's accomplished of that, by? Right. But um, at the same time, we've had a lot of individuals come and go. Uh, we don't really give them probably 
credit for spending their time with us, but also with this frustration um, and now our new our, our restructured opportunities here that we're designing today, really worries me that we'll find the volunteers to come on and continue. And as a new people, I guess I would like to learn one conversation on how um, how best to, to uh, explain not this complexity, but how do we invite someone into this environment of work when it's so obtuse and so complex and um, diversified? So that's one of my frustrations is, well, I'm important and I value it and appreciate everybody's help. I'm worried about succession. And I'm most worried about succession on rates and, and open space for all those reasons. Now, the, the, the urban ag, the peri-urban and the likes, like there's more stuff happening in those, you know, spheres of influence closer to municipalities. And at the end of the day, I don't see a lot of development happening out yonder. Those are rangelands, and I believe that they will be for a good long while. So we're in it and that's there. And so I'd also like to express one other concern of mine, and that is um, an appreciation at the same time for Liz and her staff for spending time with us and 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 if we expand our efforts, I'm concerned on um, her capacity to support us. Although I, I think she really liked working with us um, and she does a, a great job. So, so does a great job. I'm not so sure she likes it every time, but uh, <laughs> she's, a, she's a great, uh, uh, yeah, she's awesome. And I'm very concerned. And I've said it to her, I said it to the supervisor, said it across because can't keep doing more. We need some help across this that's coming. Yes, ma'am. I would just add that as I'm sitting here and listening to you talk about the work that you want to do, um, I agree it's all important work and, and should be done, but um, thinking about the, the resources available, even if we are able to bring in more staff, uh, no one would be able to do everything that you're talking about doing all at once. So I think it's important for you to also think about priorities um, and, and you know, work plan. Um, some of it will be driven, some of it will not be driven by you, um, frankly, and like we're doing the climate action plan now. So we're going to be coming to you to talk about that. Um, and and you, you know, if, if you want to say, oh, we don't want to talk about that now, then you're not going to be included in it. Um, so, you know, some of it will come from, you know, external sources, but but to the extent that, that you say we really want to do this, um, you know, within the next year or two or whatever, I think it's important to to come up with some kind of work plan um, to to allocate the resources that we have. Amen. And that uh, I'm going to continue to want my cake and eat it too, as well, because you have delivered that message to me of I don't have the staff and the team to get done, and all. And you know, how can I help? I can help more staff, and that's all I'm doing is following through on that. So I'm not using your words against you, but you said that's what needed. So if you need something else, want something else, I want that feedback too, because I don't want to go to I don't want to go asking for something that you don't want as well, right? And so. Oh, well, we definitely need more staff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just, there's only so much work, no matter how much staff we have, there's only so much work that can be realistically done in a given year. So. 
we can have the intellectual discussion about the scalability of the lights on that one. I hear what you're saying loud and clear. And there's stuff we don't even know that's going to come across. Got to mediate this, got to do that. I mean, there's, I get what you're saying all the way through, but I also get my questions. Why is some, some segment, why not get done likes when it comes back on the staff? I have two open positions, like just trying to solve problems, block and tackle, because that doesn't like let's solve that. Just like fires on it, so yeah. I, all I'm saying is, you know, if you get one or two more staff, that would be great, and that seems realistic. Don't go too far. If, but to do everything you're talking about doing, in terms of projects and changing policy and revising plans and, and all that, doing studies, we might need ten. <laughs> so touche or we might need 10 years or we might need 10 years not going to get it all done yes in a few ways and many prioritize what we want to get done i just want to look back at the end of this year and we got more done we're setting up the structures and we're known as more collaborative organization that's sort of my goal so that's all i'm saying there's think realistically about what what you can do in in a year's time and get a win Amen to all of us to help. That's prioritization. Yes, a few, way too many because we can't do it all. Anything else, Liz? You're on. Thank you for your support, Kathy. Please grab food. Name should be on it. Don't need to wait as we're here teeing up. Kathy, any feedback? Yeah, I think it's valuable for any organization. Uh, this one including take the time. Obviously, this is a big. Time trying to everybody, we can't do this every year as much as we want to with new members joining and stuff. But it's, I think it's a valuable tool that all organizations should sit down periodically, once every couple of years or what, and reevaluate where we are and where we've been, where we want to go. It, it's been a good meeting. Right on, thank you. And it will be happening every year, or I'm out of here because I look at myself, what is good? I want to, I didn't want to do it. What is, I want to be good at it. And good does this every year forces the discussion so we can get stuff done. And that's the unified field theory of strategic deployment fundamentally. So thank you for that compliment. I wholeheartedly agree. If you're in the business of getting one to get stuff done and move the needle, it's a necessity. Liz was like, we got a lot on, and that's four days from now. Like, I mean, come on. And I was like, I get it. Is there any way you can? She's like, yeah, we can. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And then thank you all for showing up because such a critical piece, or else we're going to lose months and we're going to go. Bill and Kat, uh, uh, Bill and Jennifer are not going to be up to speed as much as possible. And 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 so it was uh, it was a push. Hopefully, I feel like a worthwhile push to get us here. So again, thank you, Liz. How about you, Ali? I'm happy to be here. I learned a lot. Rock and roll. Uh, Amos pulling it up. Let's get some food in front of us. 15 minutes early. Can we just stop recording? Oh, uh, no. Okay, the meeting's not over. It's uh, lunch fluid going through.
Then non Are uh, where can you find them in the part of that PCAP that's not visible in the new that got um uh I look for I couldn't buy it. You uh so the measure D measure D and and then so the ECAP itself. Now we're into the ECAP document in the review. Yeah. How do you see it? What's going on? Because I have measure D in front of me. Yeah. And the, the, the measure D in front of me, and it has the findings. And then I go to ECAP, and, and it's not there. Oh. And it says it's not there because they have a finding these these counts. Oh it's in the measure D valid language initially. Yes, exactly. It's right there. How do you know it's so that's why I'm excited. Okay. I, yeah, trying to figure it out. Good job. Then Dick didn't have an answer for that, no? Then well, it came recently. I didn't, I haven't had a chance, but I'll ask oh. that question, but I want to make sure that I'm not having a stupid question, too, because maybe, you know,
So you have thoughts of what you're going to tackle first? I looked at a few and Numbers exercise. There's uh, 350 acres in land for uh, solar photovoltaics. The numbers available on But 
we're taking on all items that are urban ag related, anything having to do with the peri-urban interface and providing definitions yeah. so that we have a common, again, baseline and work uh, uh, common operating, op operating uh, definitions that we can all be working from. Because we keep hearing that in every, in every committee, there are different perceptions on the most common of terms. But I also serve as founder and chief planting officer for 100K Trees for Humanity. We're an urban reforestation nonprofit. Um, we were founded in 2019 on the heels in the midst of the climate emergency um, recognition that the county, that the state, that the globe was going through um, after having uh, received uh, at the end of 2018, the United Nations IPCC report, which says basically, the world has 12 years to cool the planet below 1.5 degrees Celsius. And that really hit with a lot of people, um, not a nerve, but it, it really struck fear in, in a, lot of, a lot of scientists actually. And the question is, what do we do? Because governments aren't shifting funds to make things happen. Um, case in point, we have a bunch of teenagers who literally go on strike every Friday in Austria and galvanized the world's attention. The canary wasn't dying in the coal mine. It was it's screaming out. If our children, our children, if our children are our future, if they're saying we are failing them, that to me was the lever, the lever that really got me to pivot out of uh, marketing, uh, consulting in Silicon Valley and 100% moving my direction to embracing um, just that, what we can do in order to take on climate where we are. So um, with that in mind, um, with that in mind, um, I and a group of uh, people in the city of Alameda, oops, sorry, you, you, need, you need a point person here to sign or something? There We created this nonprofit to be an action-based organization. Um, and in so doing, we formed a strategy over time, the Alameda County Urban Greenbelt Initiative. And it's to, back one, there it is. It's a community-driven process, a community organizing process. This is not about planting trees. Planting trees is a tactic to an end. This is about creating and embracing a framework and standing on existing frameworks, such as the UN Sustainable Development Goals, such as um, uh, Governor Newsom's 30 by 30, such as the Alameda County um, Climate Emergency Declaration, which declared this state, this environment we are currently in as not normal and a state of emergency that we need to act on. So we created a community-driven workforce development, public health, tree planting initiative. Um, and it's to plant one new tree per capita resident in every city and unincorporated area per capita. Um, one new tree per capita resident, focusing on the freeway corridors, which generate 70% of all of our carbon emissions and pollution, by the way, um, from Berkeley to West Oakland, all the way down to Fremont and all the way out to Livermore. It's also to have good paying jobs linked to workforce development careers, that one, 
and 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 linking tree funding not to carbon sequestration. You can't fund increasing carbon sequestration. An oak tree is going to at full 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 height and full biomass. It's only going to generate what it can generate, which is 658 pounds per year. Funding doesn't change that. What we link funding to in planting trees for the right in the right place for the right reason is we link for public health goals. Why? Because the number one killer in climate is urban heat. So we really have our challenges ahead of us. Um, next. So again, we focused on an approach, a community-driven initiative. Um, for resilience, for community resilience. And it's to accelerate, as I said, carbon sequestration by connecting people to the planet. A tree is a medium. What we realize is that there's a dis disconnection. A lot of people want to help. And there's something called climate anxiety. If you've not really researched it, studied it, or you're going to read it on LinkedIn. I've seen two posts on it from very high sources just again this week. Climate anxiety is coming back in. It was all over the news in 2019. Everybody knows we have a huge problem in crisis, but nobody knows what they can do. Simplest thing that you could do, go down to your nursery, literally buy a tree, put it in your own yard, gift it to a neighbor, or ask where you can plant it where a missing street tree is. And that is more satisfying, and it solves your climate anxiety because it gives you and, and acknowledges the fact that you do have agency. But the thing is, we're here to connect people to do so. And we're doing so through um, an environmental justice lens, environmental justice lens. So we've talked a lot about DEI. We're, we're all trying to focus on these frameworks of equity is a great term. But what does equity in action look like? And it starts with environmental justice, acknowledging the fact that we as people of color, um, Black, Indigenous, people of color, um, we ourselves have to fight for our own rights for clean air, for clean water, and to access to nature. Um, and we need to do so, if you will, by centering nature first within the intersection of social justice and racial justice. These aren't just terms, but in practice, we need to center nature first. And we learn that from our Native brothers and sisters not just at Standing Rock, who showed us that water is life and that air is sacred. And they said, but the forests shall provide the bounty as we steward them. And so that's what we're trying to build here through a community organizing model, an environmentally just um, group of stewards of our urban forests. We all know what the problem is, climate crisis with elevated heat levels, uh, the extreme heat days and, and wildfire smoke, number one public health threat. Number one public health threat, urban heat, urban heat. We've escaped that, I don't know how, not would, this past summer, while the rest of the world roiled. The Arctic Circle caught fire, if that's not enough for you. So the thing is, we know we have to follow the science. And scientists say, as I said before, we need to pull the planet. We have seven years to get climate investments in the ground and to do so to where it cools the planet below 1.5 degrees Celsius. So our mandate as thanks to our governor who put his money where, or our tax dollars where his mouth is, he says, we gotta fast track that. It's not just good enough to say it. And he put up $58 billion, all right? 
That may take a hit of $9 billion, but I'll take $49 billion that we didn't have $1 billion before to get climate investments in the ground. So we applaud his work, but we're here to help make that a reality. To do so, we know that planting trees is our solution. It's our solution to more increasing the tree canopy, to increasing habitat, to increasing biodiversity in our landscapes and for renewable agriculture. Um, back one, if you don't mind. Thanks. So our goal is to plant 100,000 trees in every um, community um, that will sequester um, the carbon. It's to focus on large shade trees, the keystone species here in the East Bay and in Alameda County is the coast live oak for the number, as Dr. Goslin uh, alluded to, of ecosystem services, how much oxygen it actually creates, how much moisture in the atmosphere called microclimate that it actually puts off through the process of evapotranspiration is literally enormous. That's, uh, for example, one coast live oak transpires 400 gallons of water, not a year, a day. It's a gallon of water every 32 minutes, like those misters at, at, at Safeway in the, in the vegetation. Every 32 minutes, a gallon of water an oak tree puts off. That's our climate. And for every tree that gets cut down, that's how much climate we actually don't have to cool our communities. So we're planting trees for public health um, in an environmental justice initiative. Heat stroke in the Eden area, in the unincorporated area of Ashland, Cherryland, San Lorenzo heat stroke, not gang violence, not traffic accidents from rapid cars flying down our streets. Heat stroke is currently the number one public health threat. All right, that's direct from uh, uh, Supervisor Miley's office, which is why they want us to look at how can we protect our citizens because climate is a public health and safety initiative. So to do so, we have to focus on the public health benefits. Planting trees, they filter our air. The communities, the wealthiest communities in, in the zip codes here in the East Bay, the are one, the most treed communities. Two, have the lowest indicators of public, have the lowest negative public health indicators. West Oakland, Cherryland, Deep East Oakland, all right? have the least canopy. West Oakland has a canopy between five and 7%. Below 6% is considered desert. A forest is considered at 40% or above. Otherwise it's a woodland, I think between 27% in the high thirties and forties. It's called a woodland because you don't have enough density of trees to be called a forest. West Oakland has 5%. East Oakland has just about the same. The negative health indicators in these areas are the highest. Um, Pre-maternal, um, prenatal maternal morbidity in teenagers is highest in all, I think, the Bay Area in Cherryland as directly related to the lack of trees to filter air and simultaneously provide clean air in their communities and reduce the urban heat. So we're planting trees for public health. Last that, last that, tree-lined streets reduce traffic speeds. Trees in neighborhoods, street trees, reduce domestic violence. 
correlative, reduce, gain, fire, or yes, uh, general violence overall, overall. So when we look at trees as tied to climate, when we look at trees as tied to our own public health and safety, they are providing more in the services and that can be quantified in terms of value. First and foremost, for every tree planted, it generates, here's a return on investment, $5.82. Not in 25 years when that tree reaches maximum height, like a coast live oak, or in 65 years when it reaches maximum biomass, when that trunk is full filled out, and so have all the limbs. 65 years, no, but within three, what is it? Help me, four to six years. Why? From the effect called biophilia. You've all heard Kaiser Permanente say, just sitting out in nature for 15 minutes is what we prescribe. Taking a walk on the beach, why? Because sitting amongst trees, you have a natural response to being surrounded by green and or even seeing green out these windows or your house window or your home window. It reduces the diastolic rate of your blood pressure within 15 to 20 minutes, returns it back to normal just seeing trees. Communities without trees have higher levels of stress. Prolonged stress has higher levels of cortisol, and that has a deleterious effect on our health and on our mental health. So we're planting trees for public health. California has 9 million street trees, not in the parks, not on your private yards, just the ones on the city streets, not out in Tahoe or the wildlands, <clears throat> urban city streets, 9 million. We're losing 1.5% every year, but even still, 9 million trees generate $10 million in carbon sequestration a year. A year. If we cut down all 9 million trees, what that means, if we cut down all 9 million street trees, we would have to build a machine to suck out, and it would cost us $10 million a year to pull that much carbon out that these trees are generating with that ecosystem service. Those same 9 million trees, they uh, generate $18 million in removing air pollutants and in filtering our air. 41 million in catching or diverting stormwater, rainfall, absorbing that and holding that rainfall. $100 million in energy savings. Just three well-placed trees alongside any building can reduce, or any home, shall we say, can reduce your energy costs per year and upwards of 34%. So trees are an equity issue, are an equity issue and a public health issue. So we're planting trees and they do generate public health returns where for every 100,000 new trees planted, it will generate $11.2 million. Why? Again, if you don't have those trees, we're currently paying for, case in point, West Oakland. Highest number of childhood asthma cases and emergency room visits in the Bay Area. Third highest in our state. Why? Ring that community, ring by three freeways. 580, 680, 80, and 880. That's four freeways. Sorry if it's ringed all four sides. And abutting the port. The only thing to their clean air health safety has to do with the fact that they have, one, a lot of pollution 
that can occur in their communities. But two, they also have a tree canopy of only 5%. If they had the same tree canopy as Piedmont, Berkeley, the east side of Alameda at 27%, it would directly improve the health and wealth and the lack of resources that they are paying out in expenses in health costs. There's a breathmobile, just a, a, it's an RV that has a big red cross on it. They take to the elementary schools, over 21 schools in Alameda County, Berkeley, Oakland, San Leandro, and I think San Lorenzo, they also take it to. They spend $1.4 million a year on a breathmobile, but within four to six years, we can have immediate impact on our public health and safety. So we're proposing to and asking this committee to seriously engage and support getting behind and asking the Board of Supervisors to pass a resolution to join the Alameda County Urban Greenbelt Initiative to formally declare and plant one new tree per capita resident in every community to, well, thanks, <laughs> focus on our freeway systems, if you will, to and link this um, having it with good paying jobs and linking it to uh, workforce development careers. Next, please. So how do we get there? People are like, wait, 100,000 trees. How are you going to get 100,000 trees on the island of Alameda? I'll tell you, Alameda probably had over 300,000 coast live oaks. Anybody know what the word incidental means? And it doesn't just mean the, the home of the jets uh, in, in, there in the West End Alameda. Incidental? Anyone? Anyone? Julie? Okay, so incidental means an oak growth. Alameda, or Alameda, depending on where you're from, means a tree-lined street, or more formally, a tree-lined street of poplars. From Spain, as created, I think, by the Romans in Italy. They planted, if you've ever been, I'm married to an Italian. We lived there for four years. If you've ever been from, if you've ever been anywhere down central um, Italy or in many different places and you see these cypress or you see the 90 foot poplar trees going all the way down the road, oftentimes in Tuscany, from village to village. That is an urban planning design. Excuse me. The intention <clears throat> is to provide shade. Because often people would perish from sunstroke, heat stroke, without any cover. So we don't just put trees in America by mistake. It has been an urban planning design feature for hundreds of years. So how do we get to 100,000 trees? That takes 14,000 trees a year <clears throat> for seven years from 2023 to 2030. That's 1,100 trees a month, 12 months in a year. That's 298 trees a week or in a five-day manageable, let's count it, work week. We know it's a crisis. We could take this on like building a vaccine for, what was it, COVID, right? We threw everything kick and caboodle. We were all hunkered down in our houses trying to figure out 
not only when are we going to see the sunlight in the middle of a of smoke emergency, but how are we going to be able to come back to normal and get out of our houses again and out from behind masks? And what we realized is that <clears throat> the pharmaceutical industry really didn't need four to five years in FDA approval. It took them 10 months, 10 months in a crisis when we got behind it and put the resources to it. With the same regard, it would only take us in every community 62 trees, 62 trees a day in an eight hour workday. And that would only take three workers to plant, three trees per hour. So that's all it takes to get us there and community driven will. So this is the Cal Haas School of Berkeley faculty and staff. No students, 42 people showed up and in two hours planted 80, not coastal I vote, 80 coastal redwoods. Ever public services. This is a, a picture exactly one year, one month ago. And we just did it again um, just one month ago, um, the, the second year planting at, in, in Richmond at the public services there. Um, 150 Coast Redwoods in two hours, two hours. So the plan is to plant our communities up to 40% tree canopy by 2030 for climate, for equity, and for health. To get there, we need to be hiring in every community, a team of five people, community residents. Why? We said this needs to be environmentally just. Then we need to be hiring from impacted frontline communities first. They need to be paid a living wage, um, and it needs to be linked to uh, workforce development, college careers. What does that mean? Well, we, we didn't have to say I wanted to go out and ask for all the community college district for an MOU. Um, somewhere I got preempted and a phone call comes through. Hi, we've been trying to email you, but it bounces back. We heard about this program, yada, yada. Ended up meeting with the chancellor. She sent us not just one point, we want to partner with you, but an eight point MOU to help them become more regenerative economy focused with their academic curriculum so it can match and pair with an initiative like what we have. Apparently she's been waiting for something like this, um, Chancellor Jackson. And I really commend the leadership that Chancellor Jackson has really taken um, to provide workforce development linkages, not only just for people who are hired, but also link learning opportunities with high schoolers to have dual enrollment in high school and in Peralta colleges. And we're also seeking to do the same partnership with Las Positas. Um, so planting trees in our communities, um, putting boots on the ground, boots on the ground. The very first tree planted in October of 2020, led by uh, Alameda High School students uh, or Insula High School student um, Lance Lee and James Zoe, uh, who's now spent two years, James, two years at the College of Alameda. I said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" He really didn't have an answer. He wanted to study as be an engineer. Went to College of Alameda, and I said, and he just told me just uh, last summer, "Hey, Mr. White, I applied to colleges." I said, which ones? He told me Berkeley, Santa Cruz, Davis, and another one. I said, which ones you get in? He said, all of them. I said, oh, that's great. I said, uh, where are you going to go? And he told me. And I said, that sounds great. And he says, well, I want to be an engineer. And I said, well, which one do you think you want to go in? And he said, one. And I said, well, you know, the top school in the nation just accepted you into their engineering program. And you just spent two years planting trees in our communities, in his own community. Sorry, it's a tea choking me up here. <laughs> and I said, you're going to go to Cal Berkeley. 
not because the other schools aren't good, but because when you're done in the next two years, you're going to come back and we're going to hire you. And you're going to go tell every single high school student the story of how you and James or you and Lance wouldn't let this organization not plant trees in the middle of a pandemic. Putting boots on the ground to get roots in the ground, this is a youth-led initiative. The children are fighting for their own future. We parents and the adults in Alameda County, we've heard their cries, but we're taking their leadership and we're gonna be the ones upon whose shoulders they're going to be standing. So with this initiative being equity driven, we are going to be focused on these high road green jobs. Next, sorry, that T is really sharp. High road green jobs, where we're focusing on planting street trees, greening our transit corridors, um, putting in rooftop gardens, focusing on urban agriculture to increase fresh foods in our communities, access to fresh foods um, and, and greenery, urban green. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for local partnerships. Thanks. Local partnerships that we have, takes me literally, um, local partnerships we have with American Forest Sierra Club, who was first on board to call this the Living Green Infrastructure Plan, the next Green New Deal. Um, we've recently uh, shook hands with uh, the SCA Student Conservation Association, Berkeley Haas, the leadership in their, it's, it's the business school, folks. If this is the shape and face of business leading an environment, sign me up. It's not that businesses are all at corporate America is all vultures. This is a school that's training the top people who are going to be the top leaders in our corporate sector in the future to come. So could be more proud to be on board with them and others. Um, again, as I said, it builds on existing policies of first and foremost, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, um, of which this policy meets six of them. Uh, the 30 by 30 plan that Governor Newsom put forward and the climate emergency declaration of the County of Alameda. Thank you to Supervisor Keith Carson, who carried that in November of 2019 and our climate action plan out of the Department for Sustainability. So again, this is about planting trees and urban forests and food forests and urban gardens and rooftop gardens and living shorelines for climate, for equity, and for health. Um, this is the vision of our Urban Ag Committee. Um, short of having the, the, the four, four bullet points to, to say what our charter is that I just got, thank you for forwarding those to me. But this is the vision as a framework within which we propose to this committee that um, we embrace um, and as a framework, and find language in the form of perhaps a resolution that we could recommend um, as, as policy to the Board of Supervisors. Thank you. And I'll take any questions you guys have. Thank you. My question is, where does agriculture start and what's the purview and how it comes in, right? The social justice, growing trees, take them to the nursery, getting them out, right? It is agriculture for a point, and then we have to, as it lines up here. And so it's, those are the fun discussions. The most impactful thing we could do for this planet is plant trees. And I just leave that at my core of cores. And so running by something like that, I'm like, this makes sense because 
I have believed in for 20 years, have always wanted to do more of that, but get so gosh darn busy growing grapes and making wine. And whenever we put the new oaks and look at it, we haven't done a good job with it. Um, that said, I'm not done with that because I really believe the, the it's uh, it's a, something you can do and it makes the biggest difference. I'll shush now. Good job. No, no, no. But you nailed the question. Everybody's like, yeah, okay, Carl, you called the question. Amos, where was it in the slide? The answer is I didn't put it back. I, I got enough slides in there. But the question is, how is it related to ag? The answer is one, it is ag. The question is, is a glass half full, a glass half empty, or can you just appreciate the idea that when you're thirsty, that you can drink what's in the glass, whether it's there yet or not? Different approach, different approach. It's not just philosophical. 19, bless you, 1932, um, 34, um, Roosevelt was in a train, FDR, going across America, uh, would, would be I-90 right now, of Montana, was watching a hillside, literally, you know, it's motion parallax, everything in front of you is going by, but the hill's out there and it's just slowly going. Literally was watching an entire hillside be blown away in front of him due to the wind and the erosion. He documents in his diary that effect and the impact it had on him in the, the subsequent, immediate and subsequent days, he asked his advisor, whose name I forget, I apologize, you can check it out on Wikipedia, and I posted on it several months back, um, last fall, and on LinkedIn, shared an article. He asked his advisor, you know, what can we do? They were in the grips of, um, they were in the grips of the um, Dust Bowl and the Great Depression, and the Dust Bowl had was a combination of effects, but it was the effect of climate change as driven by man, anthropogenic, if I'm saying the word right, anthro, not promorphic, progenic, anthro, yeah, I always move the pH in the wrong place. But the, the point of the matter is, um, we were in the first climate change impact crisis, the dust bowl that we created by denuding the landscape tilling and turning over the entire prairie lands, which sequestered more carbon than the forests we have. Prairie grasses, 12 foot long roots are their, were their structure. He came up with the idea as, at the recommendation of his advisor to plant trees. And they were called Roosevelt's, Arm, uh, Roosevelt's Tree Army. They planted, and I, I was never presented this, we all learned about, the CCC and the Conservation Corps getting us through and out of everything. What preceded the CCC of 1942, I believe, was in 1934-36, he created an army of over 2 million men and boys who planted 220 million trees, predominantly going from um, Montana down everything to the west of the Mississippi River planted along field roads, they, uh, what do they call hedgerows. Every mile linearly, there was a row of trees. So when you see these ancient, you know, who created this geometry, they did it by prescription. It pulled us out because the hedgerows break the wind. 
And by breaking the wind for the height of any tree, which is why you also have poplars so tall, when using any tree, the wind actually gets pushed up. The question is, when does it come straight down? It doesn't come straight down for 10 or for 12 to 20 times the height of any tree. So when an HOA plants trees on its windy side, it actually is not just benefiting the immediate houses, but also everything downwind 12 to 20 times the height of the tree. This is what restored and kept the topsoil in place. This is what keeps the moisture in the ground. When we're facing a drought in the state, which is a desert facing the ocean, in the words of the other Roosevelt, um, um, Teddy Roosevelt, as opposed to Franklin Delano, um, California is a desert facing the ocean. And we're looking at water as the number one scarcity and resource. The number one thing that fuels our agriculture is water and well-kept land with trees on it not only creates our microclimates where 62% of all local precipitation comes from the local flora immediately beneath it, 62%. So this is about water, but it's about planting trees to benefit water retention, cooler climates, as we can then have more arable and workable land and a livable future. But thanks for tying the question or calling the question. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you everybody so much. Those questions we have here move to adjourn. We're now officially closed. If we didn't already close it before,